That was spooky. <laughs> we had some serious, like, scene-changing lag going on there. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Soul Citizens. I'm Griffin Gaming RPG, and we are back after a one-week vacation. We took a little break because of the uh, IAE, the uh, Intergalactic, what is it, Intergalactic... But I don't even remember. Do you guys remember what the Aerospace Expo? Thank you, Aerospace. <laughs> Thank you, Expo. 2950 was this week, as you guys know. And I'm here with, uh, supposed to be three, but there are two of us. Our third one may drop in, but uh, we'll go with the two that we have right now, because these are two very well-informed gentlemen. Uh, we have as a special guest with us today, Mr. Shiver Bathory, who's back again. Shiver, welcome back again. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. We're just going to have to give you like a membership card and you can just, you know, drop in whenever you want. Because I think we've had you on. I think you've beat. Yeah, you've had the most revisits back with us. So uh, you got the award still. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're always we're always happy to have you, especially because of the time zone shift. And you always make yourself a to us. So we want to say we appreciate you. Thank you for making for us. Being from the land of the rising sun. Yes, absolutely. The spot I get from Relay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't start that now. Don't start that. And, of course, we have our good friend, the man, the professor himself, Kimmy65. What's going on, Kimmy? Oh, seven. I am glad to be here, you all. And also, special shout out to Mr. David Prouse, our one and only uh, Darth Vader. Uh, yeah, he, he passed and what a rich and en en enriching life and 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 what a uh, a story he gave us uh, definitely uh will be missed yeah never forgotten if you guys i don't know if you guys have had a chance to see the documentary on him i am not your i am your father have you guys seen it if you haven't seen it trust me find it and watch it um i didn't know this i knew there was some controversy about prouse at some point and i never knew what it was and then I remember hearing how Prowse was never at the Star Wars celebrations or convention. Well, the reason why is because uh, at some point, and I, I watched this documentary like two years ago because it came out in 2017. Um, at some point, he was accused of having leaked out the information of the ending of the Star Wars stuff. And they basically, out, he became an outcast at that point in relation to Lucasfilm. And thus far, that's never officially invited to any official Star Wars events. And he was on the outside for literally decades. And it wasn't until just within this last decade that it started to find out that maybe he had not leaked it, that maybe it was some other source. And so it was, it was a, if you see the documentary, it's, it's an amazing documentary that was done. This guy flies over to him and spends time talking with him. And, and he goes through his whole history of how he started out as a bodybuilder and how he you know, became the part of Vader. He talks about the whole thing with using his voice versus not using his voice. But then he gets into the deep conversation about why he was never seen, um, you know, at uh, the events. And then he opens up this whole thing. So it's, it's interesting, but he was definitely loved by fans and, you know, and was seen at other events. And eventually, I think he did eventually uh, back into the uh, favor a little bit. But uh, anyway, make sure you see it. I am your father. Check it out. Yeah, I look forward today to see if it was on Netflix. It's not. I looked at it on Amazon. It said it wasn't being shown in my region. So I don't know what happened to it. But it literally was on Netflix for at least a good year and a half. And it kind of poof and went away. Um, so thank you, Kimmy, for mentioning that. Because, yeah, David Prowse is kind of 
somebody who's had an impact on pop culture worldwide, not just here, but with everybody. Very cool. Yes. I remember him teaching me how to cross the road properly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was the Green Cross Code man for a bit. Really? Stop. Real story. Both ways oh, that's right. He sure did do that. That's right. He did those. He did those yeah, informational I'm commercials. I remember that on the TV. Wow, that's true. He did. I forgot. It was like a PSA. Wow, he did. Shiver. Public service announcement. That's pretty cool. Okay. Awesome. Well, okay. We're gonna kind of. We're gonna attempt to jump right into it. I hope that I. You know what? I think Kimmy. I may have foregone one of the videos. So you guys may have to forgive me. Um. Yeah, there's one video that I didn't include yet, and I'll have to do this while we're working. I'll do it at the very end. Um, but guys, okay. today we're going to be talking about the IAE, and uh, hopefully, raise your hand in chat if you went to the IAE. No, raise your hand if you spent money at the IAE, because I'm pretty sure everybody in chat went to ouch. IAE. <laughs> oh, Kimmy, since you said ouch, why don't we start with you? <laughs> Did you... Uh, were you able to hold back? Were you able to keep restraint, or did you dive oh, in God. a little bit, or did you dive in deep? Which which one did you? Oh my gosh! I, what was it? Paint from paint jobs to the initial release of uh, or the introduction to IAE was the uh, Nomad, um, and that was uh, one of the things I looked at because uh, I was curious about the ship. Right, so it was. I think they could, did a good job of keeping it close to the vest, and we're, we were guessing still up to that day what, what it really was. And so it, it, was, it was kind of funny to realize it was, a, it, it was almost funny because it was, again, consolidated, came out of the woodwork, and it was a take on Elon Musk and his electric truck. And it was just, wait a minute, I, I, I was going to go in and try to well maybe think about getting a taurus and that popped up and the capabilities there well it allowed me to take the rock gray cat with me so i said i gotta do it and then i looked at the price point and i'm like wait a minute this does just about everything it was very maneuverable ship it was well armed and uh it was new you know it uh consolidated it was a new concept for them and i was like okay you got me chris here you go and uh, I went in and did the purchase and then went back and did the, the, brought the pay jobs. <laughs> yeah, so I had to do it. Okay, okay, I got you. Shiver, how about you? Did you, uh, did you dip in the pool or did you uh, stay on the beach and say, forget it, I'm not, uh, <laughs> not spending I'm any more money? <laughs> I'm thinking about getting the Perseus. That's, in like that's interesting. That is very I interesting. Captain. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay, you know what? That's going to be a good point of conversation because the Perseus is the last ship that we're going to be talking about today. So we'll see if you still feel that way when we're done. You may, this you may feel exclude you, better. Griff. Oh, exclude oh you. yeah, me. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. What did I do this time? Um, okay, I, I came into IAE hoping... <laughs> I came into IAE hoping that we were going to see the refinery. You and I had talked about that, Kimmy. Okay. We had yes. been hoping that the refinery was going to pop up. And we had already determined, based upon the price point of the Nomad, that it, that probably was not going to be the refinery. So I kind of went in just kind of say, okay, let me see what's going on. Um, I ended up melting the last all of my standalone ships. I got rid of everything mm. except for a Pisces. 
So the only thing I had left were my two packages. So that meant I got rid of my Cutlass Red, my Cutlass Black. I got rid of, uh, I had some of those uh, SRVs, you know, the, uh, the little Argos. It was little miniature things, the golf cart. Um, I had a, a Tumbrel, a whole bunch of stuff I got rid of. And uh, by the time I got rid of all of that, plus I, I hate to say this, I got rid of my Valkyrie. Uh, there was something else that I had Ouch. in there, I forget. Yeah. And when it all was said and done, I ended up taking the credit and buying an Endeavor Masterclass, <laughs> Master, whatever wow. it's called, Master Set. And I only ended up having to drop $19 for the difference for that. So Brilliant. that was the most that I spent. Now, I'm like Shiver, I'm kind of biding my time a little bit here. Um, I might melt it. I've counseled with several friends. I might melt it and instead get the Nautilus. I wanted the Pioneer. I might get the Nautilus and the C2. Now, I'll tell you why. By me getting it now, I've locked it in at the $1,000 price tag because we know the Endeavor will go up eventually. Um, the, the other problem was, I, initially, Kimmy, what I did was I bought the Endeavor base, which is 350 and then I was just going to buy the modules over time. Then I found out that you can't get the Super Collider. The, the Super Collider was only included in the Master Set. So that's what kind of made me decide to say, okay, I'm going to melt everything else. Oh, there was one other thing I did. I upgraded my M2 to an A2. That was the one thing that I did. Too. You talked about that. Yeah, I, I, but you know what? But it broke my heart, Kimmy, because when the A2 came out, it was 600 and it has went up to 700 in credit. So it cost me an extra 100 bucks. I did spend it. I forgot about that. I did spend that. Um, but that was all I did. I stayed away from everything else. Um, the big melt was the big thing that I did. So. I'm still holding off. I might hold on to the Endeavor. Wow. I honestly may hold on to it. Um, I will say this. I, I think I told you that my two accounts merged, put me at a certain level. Well, now because of my spending, I didn't realize it. I'm less than $1,000 away from the next level now. So I might just, by next, next, by next November, I will probably have an F8. I'll put it that way. By next November, I'll have an Is this bragging rights that we're hearing? Nope, kind it's not of bragging. Sort of not bragging. I'm just telling you. First of all, I'm gonna tell you something. You know me. I'm not a big combat person. I honestly never thought I'd get that. I never thought right. I'd get that high. I, I knew I'd be somewhere between, you know, like five and ten. But I never thought that I'd cross the threshold of ten. That's just kind of messing my head up. I'll take it for you. I could do with a second. You want me? <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. But that's, you know, with the F8, we know now. A lot of us who are in the game, we understand that. You know, with that type of ship, you're going to have a complimentary crew. So it's nothing for someone else who could have some piloting skills or PVP skills to use that to help protect you and the crew. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there was a little damage done, but it wasn't like the big, you know, the really crazy crazy because the because of the melting. And if I had not melted, I, I wouldn't have done anything else beyond that. So that's where I was at. So. Uh, chat, we know that you guys probably did some of the same stuff, uh, so <laughs> hopefully you didn't spend too much money. Speaking of money spent, uh, we found out today, oh, yeah. we, we took a look at the where they were in development, and it seems that CIG has made $15 million a month, uh, which wow. rivals the amount of money they made in May uh, during Invictus. Um, Timmy, I know you had some thoughts about this. I'm going to ask you not to use any profanity. Uh, no, there no, was no. there was someone who had posted that we should boycott and not spend any money, you know, and, you about and, you and you predicted and you and you predicted 
that that was probably not going to go very far. And evidently, it seems from the numbers, you were right that uh, that uh, either the community or new people or somebody still felt that, uh, you know, supporting CIG was a good thing. I'd say this. It's about, and, and this is my stance with Star Citizen as a whole. And from the time of learning about this, you have to do the groundwork. They said from the beginning, you're part of this process. That, that entails that you listen to these forums, you get on Spectrum, you listen to these videos of the stuff that they bring out about development. Uh, regardless if you, you don't want to hear it or not, reach out to other people in the community. But there's groundwork that's required from all of us. And with that said, when you hear of things where a person will say one thing negatively about the, the whole aspect of the project, it tells me that they're not doing the groundwork and they're feeding off of the negativity of what someone else has said to have that kind of mob in, uh, mentality about something negative. Mm. And so with that said, I, 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 I will, to be fair, I will listen to what they, or listen to what they have to say in that regard and then assess it. And then I either, it's like, okay, you make a valid point or I dismiss it to say, you're not even doing the groundwork you need to do about learning about this project. So it's dismissed because they just, they just want to get a reaction from a bunch of people or they want one aspect of the game to work mm. when there's so many facets to this game and so mm. many layers uh, involved in this. And when you're talking about programming, it's very, very complex. So mm -hmm. if you're a team member, you, you celebrate your teammates when you, in, in any corporate uh, situation or corporate job, if you're part of the team, you work as a team. You don't badger and, and browbeat your, your, your teammate. It's about working together. And that's what that's this concept. This is what this whole project is about. We're part of this together. You, 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 you edge them on and be positive about it. But at the same time, don't ignore some of the things that they mess up on, but it's a way to say things to people. It's a way to be respectful. Okay. Good point. Let me ask you something, Shiver, real quick. Um, this is kind of, not only is it, we, we already know it's kind of historic in the sense of crowdfunding and, you know, the project and everything, but you know, 15 million in May, 15 million this month, that's 30 million plus whatever else they've made. Um, <clears throat> next year, we go into 2021 and there's a lot of stuff that's scheduled to happen next year. Um, we know that we're moving into 4.0 next year. Uh, we know that they'll probably, based on how the pandemic goes, there may be a citizen con next year. Um, we know that there's a possibility that either, and this is a, any of these could pop, possibly happen. We know that Vulcan could happen. We know that server meshing could happen. We know that iCache could happen. It, 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 is it possible for CIG to make even more money in 2021? And if they don't, if income and revenue all of a sudden falls off, is that a sign that the, that the community is just kind of finally reaching their point where we've got everything we want and we're happy? Or is that a sign that maybe if there's not enough delivery of content, uh, or, or progress that maybe the community is responding with their dollars? That's a good question. Um, I don't think this year is going to be unique in the amount of money made. I, I do think Star Citizen is going to break this record again. Maybe not next year. I think it will break it when Squadron 
actually releases because there are still a huge chunk of people that are sat there waiting. I only want Squadron, mm. and I'm happy to sit here and wait for just Squadron to release. And that I think is when it's going to really go for it. And that, as far as I remember, was the plan with CIG as well was release Squadron and use the funds from that to finish off the Persistent Universe or at least continue it. I don't think server meshing in and of itself, I don't think just is going to bring this huge amount of money uh, on a scale that we've had this year. I think this year it was a bit unique because people are trapped at home. People are mm. sat there going, I, I want something to play. So there are more people now who are just picking up a $40 Aurora, going into the persistent universe as it is right now and thinking, yeah, this is all right right now. I'll wait a bit. And I think we've got this year, we've scraped up those people who are on the fence and were sitting around saying, I'm not sure. Next year, we're still, I would imagine we're still going to do pretty well on the funding. I don't think it'll be beaten. But then if you'd have asked last year, what's the funding going to be like in 2020? I don't think any of us would have sat here and said, oh, it's going to completely smash everything out. So it's a relative unknown, I would guess. But I don't, I'm erring towards not as much, but it's still going to come. Because for every person that says, oh, don't give CIG money, there's going to be five other people who say, well, I want that. Interesting. Interesting. I have to kind of wonder, without having CitizenCon, I mean, I think CIG made a profit, don't get me wrong. I'm just kind of curious as to what the year would have been like if there was a CitizenCon versus not, right? I mean, did they actually make more money not having CitizenCon? Or would they have made more money if there was a CitizenCon? I'm just saying, I know it's all hypothetical, there's no way to know, but it's just kind of curious because I think for most of us, I know for me, I knew they were going to make money this weekend. Did I think they were going to beat May with Invictus? No. I did not. I did not think that they were going to... Invictus was just an unusual... I mean, you, you guys already know the ingredients for Invictus. Weird thing. We had so much going on. I just didn't expect that now we'd have almost a repeat financially of what we saw happen. So, um, yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. Those are good insights from both of you guys. I appreciate it. Uh, those of you who are in chat, Admiral Kusanagi, good to see you. Mad Style, good to see you. Fast Cart. We already see you. We see you all the time. <laughs> uh, thanks, thanks, guys, for hanging in there. Some things don't change. Yeah, we had a we had a thing going by saying put in uh, um, uh, exclamation point um, nomad. That's because we are going to be giving away nomads today. We're giving away more than one, so you guys stick around. Uh, if you do already own a nomad, a nomad will be great uh, for being able to upgrade to something else. But the, the it's not started yet. I'll give you. Plenty of leeway as to when we're going to do it. I just I forgot I was setting up the get a, a giveaway thing and I left it on by accident. But I probably will start it within maybe the next ten or fifteen minutes. We, we'll probably give them away every thirty to forty minutes, uh, based upon how things go tonight. But we are going to give away some nomads tonight for you guys because we really appreciate you all being here tonight and supporting us after we've been away for a week. So let's jump into it. Uh, we're going to jump into uh, day one. Well, no, this isn't day one. These are in alphabetical order, guys. So forgive me for not putting them in the order of each day. Well, actually, I can. If you tell me which one we do, what was the first day? Was the first day um, consolidated? Consolidated. Okay, let's let's go to them first. Okay, thanks, <laughs> yes. Kimmy. All right. So let's go to consolidated. We all guys, we all know consolidated. We weren't really expecting this, but um, they brought out this thing called the Nomad. We knew the name. But none of us really knew what exactly the thing was yes. beforehand. Uh, Shiver, give me your thoughts on the Nomad from when you saw it. What do you think? The first thing that 
I, I thought was, oh my god, it hovers, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great, yes. It's a neat little ship, it breaks the mould in many ways because it's just such a unique design. And it's, I think, maybe sort of heralding the start of a new wave of starter ships. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Blackhawk, thank uh, you for I the like follow. The, uh, dis I like the Discovery style cargo bay boot area that's just open up. Mm. No doors, just open mm. up. Gives me an idea of what to steal when I'm coming in on it. <laughs> Scuba Steve, thank you for the host. We appreciate that. Uh, and of course, the thing that separates Star Citizen from pretty much every game that's ever come before in this sort of style are those interiors. Mm. The detail work on the interiors, the layout of the interiors. Mm -hmm. It sparks the imagination, and you can think to yourself, oh, I could be having a really good firefight in this corridor. <laughs> or what if someone snuck on this ship and hides there? Mm -hmm. I love that. Kenny, what about you? What did you think about this uh, this uh, this nomad thing? Was it uh, what you expected for a starter? More than you expected for a starter? What, what are your feelings about it? Again, similar to what you guys were saying, uh, I thought it was had something to do with refinery. Wasn't the case at all. And then I saw the the pickup style uh, cargo bay open. I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? I don't want my stuff exposed. <laughs> but yeah, it was heavily armed as well to balance it out. But then it, it made me theory craft a little bit. Now, with incoming of Pyro, uh, it, this is a good situation to help pirates to be a little smart about what they're doing because of Death of Spacemen, where if you are able to, uh, so your thought process is maybe paralyze the ship and then use the, um, what is that tool? The, oh, the to anti-grav, so the multi-tool, the anti-grav thing? Yes, mm -hmm. pull the cargo units, and that mm -hmm. way your crime stats aren't that high. Um, because I think that will have a, it will carry some weight with death of the spaceman having to destroy your ship. And, and you know, then it's, it's not as trolly. So it, it opens the door to, to, to say, okay, have fun, but don't be extreme. And that nomad kind of fills that, that, that gameplay. And then it expanded out to consolidate it, the, the play on Elon Musk. And then, then it was like, okay, it came into the big pictures to say, oh, it's the electric truck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But uh, Shiver made a great point about the, 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 the gravity lev. Uh, that mm. levitation tech is, is going to be transferred to all these other aspects of the, the medical beds. Um, <clears throat> not just medical beds, but uh, what else? Uh, maybe used for salvage, mm -hmm. how we can get mm -hmm. things to, to levitate over. And, mm -hmm. and cargo as well. Cargo. Hauling mm -hmm. large cargo and components as well. We were thinking like, uh, okay, you have a, a big ship. Big cargo, uh, not cargo, but uh, components. How do you change those out with your uh, the gravity lev? Very good so, point. Yeah, Very so good point. It, it, it was cool. It was cool. I like and the price point. Oh, there you go. Right, price point. Right for a lot of people for entry. Now, again, this is probably the most expensive uh, starter ship that's in game, but it does offer some things like a kitchen area. It offers a bed. Uh, it arches, offers a large cargo area in the back. The one thing I didn't like about this ship, and there were a couple other people, my friend Gaz and some other people talked about this. I did. I thought that when you look to the back of the ship, you know that little window that's there that lets you see into the cargo area? Yes. I was hoping that that was a door. I honestly wanted it to be so that it was a door that slid and you could go straight to the back versus having to go down the side of the ship and around. 
it would have been nice if when you were able to load things on there, you could go, you know, you could walk directly to that bed and not have to actually exit the ship to access it. Ah, that was yes, the only points. thing that I wish that they had done. I like the fact that the window was there, but I honestly thought it was a sliding door. And then when I didn't see it, I was like, you got to actually get off the ship and then come back around, let the ramp down to get up there. That's so. But other than that, I thought it was an innovative design, definitely different from Consolidated, considering how their, all their other ships do touch the ground. For this one to be one that didn't, I thought was, uh, was an interesting piece. Um, so thanks. Those are good comments about that ship. The next ship that you guys know that was shown, and by the way, uh, chat, we are going to be showing, um, we're going to be showing uh, just the holograms of the ships that were there. We're not going to show anything that was on the floor because we're talking about the ships that are either coming up or in concept in some form. Um, and that's the Pioneer. Now, we've had the big Pioneer sale oh, yeah. previously, but now the Pioneer came back up again. Um, evidently, the demand, when the, uh, if you guys remember this, when the Pioneer first came out, there was a lot of sarcasm from outside of the community and within <laughs> no, the community. Not the um, community, no. Well, well, but you know, the sarcasm was, what, they're no. selling land now? What is this about land no. and blah, 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 blah? Scam. What, are we going to be farmers Scam. now? Um, but, but. Look at the response that this was one of the ships that was on the wave sales and was selling out in no time flat at $750. So, and that was my next point. Uh, Kimmy, do you think that the Homestead piece was, you know, since we saw the videos now and we've seen these new graphics of Homesteads, do you think that's kind of re-inspired people to take a second look at this whole thing of being able to build bases? It's funny, you know, when you think of the land, it's like, what the hell, man? I'm I'm not going to purchase a damn uh, a square, a four by four, or mm -hmm. eight by eight of damn rocks. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Chris was like, hey, check this out. I've been watching Mandalorian. Now, what do you think about these homesteads? Mm -hmm. And people are like, OMG, wait a minute. You mean to tell me that the Pioneer is going to be building this stuff? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it was just like, okay. Damn it, I got to get the Pioneer. It was a mad scramble. People were inflamed because they lost out on the sale because they were, you hear talk of, I was, I mean, cursing. I was effing hitting F5. Mm -hmm. I was hitting the effing five. And and and, and by, by the time I got in, it showed sold out. That's some BS. That's some BS, man. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're, you're t you, you know, some of the community was griping about Oh, it's a scam. I, I'm getting this little square rock for $50. What? And now you see that while we were playing checkers, Sig were playing chess. Good point. Crazy. Mm -hmm. yeah, Shiver, Tom, Shiver, like Shiver, mm. yeah. Shiver, what do you think about this with the Pioneer in the base building? I mean, I think I agree with Kemi. <laughs> told you it would happen. <laughs> it, you're right. It, the the homesteads. There were people who got that first wave in there, and they had the hope and took the gamble of, well, to be able to build stuff on planets. Yes, yeah. and people yeah. weren't weren't sure. It, it came across as, you know, oh, I'm only going to get so much of a square rock for building on. And then they actually showed off the concept, and people were like, damn, they were right. Now I want to be building stuff. It's it's another aspect, and there are people like me who love building games building in the first person building in the star citizen universe it's going to be a lot of fun because look at the way mining is right now it's not just a simple click wait there's a lot more involved in it getting yes. everything absolutely just right because you watch this guy here and he's <laughs> mining away like a demon 
and imagine what it's going to be like building. You're going to have to go and gather your own resources. You're going to use planet itself to actually construct these buildings, design the layout yourself. It's going to be great. You don't think you're going to use the resources on the planet itself? Well, no, I suppose, but you've got to organize getting the resources yourself in some yes. way or fashion. Mm-hmm. Be it mine off the planet you're on, be it go up in space, be it buy off a trade market. It's just, it slots nicely into the whole economy loop. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, good. Okay. I'm going to jump around, guys. I'm not going to do this day by day because I forgot that there are certain manufacturers on multiple days. And Fast Card, I appreciate you putting that information in there, but I am an idiot. I'm not going to be able to read all that stuff. So I'm just going to do them in alphabetical order. And that way I don't miss anybody because I know I'll miss somebody if I try and go down that order. Okay, so that was our stuff on Consolidated on uh, day number one. Let me jump over. This is going to go to the our wonderful folks at Aegis. Uh, we're going to hit them next. Um, here's a ship, the uh, Polaris. Um, boom. Uh, what do we have to say about this particular ship? Uh, we know that this went on sale a little while back. Um, I'm sorry, not the Polaris. I'm sorry, the Nautilus. I'm sorry, Nautilus. Don't zone it out here. The Nautilus, the mine layer right um this was a ship when it first came out that a lot of people were kind of hemming and hawing about too they loved the idea yes. of it having these big se- size seven guns in the front but they also looked at it being more of a specialty ship with mine sweeping uh i i don't know this this was another popular ship but it didn't sell out like the pioneer did i don't even know i don't even think this was limited if now that i'm thinking about it the pioneer was limited um do you do you think do you think at that price point seven hundred I think it's seven seven fifty uh what do you guys think do you think it's a ship that people are definitely going to be putting to good use is it just for orgs um do you need ten of them in order for them to be effective and I'll I'll throw it to you Shiver first time around what do you think well first of all it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. I would buy it just based on looks but I think a lot of the counter arguments against the ship are. It's a mine layer in space. I can fly over or under the minefield, which is a fair comment. So you've got to be able to use it in a smart way. It's not a ship that you're just going to be able to say, just put some mines there, done, safe. Someone went around it, oh dear. It's something you're going to have to use in a tactical or strategic sense. It's not. It's something that you're either going to be used as uh, you're a, a gun for hire in a larger group. It's something you're maybe going to use in your own to say, you know, well, the only way to get to System X or this part of System X is through this bottle loop. So I'm going to hide my whatever, my, my current cargo stash that I can't take all in one behind this thing here, and I'm going to lay out a mine and I'll know things like that. So it's, it's definitely very specialized and not everyone's into the whole mine laying thing in space because it does require a heck of a tactical mine to really deploy and use properly. So I can see why it's not quite as popular, but why it should be in the game as well, because it's going to serve a very specialized niche. It's like the ambulance ship, um, the ambulance ships, the <laughs> Apollo and the Cutlass Red. Not everyone wants to be a space paramedic, but it needs to have, it needs to be in there. It needs to be a role that's very specialized. that needs to be good at what it does. Jimmy? I would basically, uh, what I would do is, I'm going to lay out a situation. I'll, I'll place it as situational. And when we're talking these military ships, there's, there's a, quite a few of us who are dialed in on PvP. So I'll lay it out like this. Imagine uh, in, whether it's NPC, which is Pirate Vandal, 
or other uh, actual military uh, style ships that are coming after you or coming out to your area to attack. You lay those mine sweeps, especially if you're outgunned or outmaneuvered, or not outmaneuvered, but outgunned uh, by a large org that's coming towards you, then they're going to be restricted to uh, focus on those mines or just bring like single seat or small ships through that maze prior to, you know, coming in with these large capital ships. They won't be able to maneuver. And so either you can use it as a strategy to, to fight back and take out the, the, the single seat fighters or to try and escape. So it's a situational ship in that regard. Uh, when you're talking about when we, when we start getting these large player counts into the game, that mines, that mine, uh, that mining, not mining, but the, um, mine layer, the mine layer, you, that's a, that's a, that's a great form to, 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 to strategize your, your tactics where it's going to limit these larger ships coming in, uh, on you to attack, especially if you, you know, you, you're, you're dealing with some serious firepower coming your way. That ship is essential to what you need to do to get the hell out of Dodge. If the, if the zone gets too hot. Okay. Okay. Good points. Good points. I'm looking forward to seeing it. You know, one thing I like about star citizen is that they're providing so many different avenues and careers. Uh, I know we have talked about this before in the past that, um, uh, Star, Star Wars Galaxies had so many careers and some careers people were not interested in. Some people didn't care about being an uh, animal handler, but there were people who loved being an animal handler. And so there will be those people who minesweeping is their thing. Like you said, Shiver, logistics or strategy type, they, that's their thing where there are other people who just want to run and gun. So the fact that they're giving all these options and some of them may be options that we're not personally interested in, I think is really a good thing for CIG to Okay, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is a ghost ship. <laughs> it's a ship that, uh, ah, there's Colossal. Oh, oh, wonderful, wonderful. Okay. That's easy. He's made it. He's made it. Let me get rid of my box so we can get him in here. He's trying to get in. Um, at least I thought he was trying to get was trying to get um, he's, he's getting his camera set up. So, guys, bear with our graphics here for a second when Colossal's camera comes in. I can get him get us all squared away. Um, when I call this a ghost ship, I'm saying this is a ship that many people purchased many, many years ago. There was a lot of hubbub about this ship with, uh, the, what is it? The late, was, what was it called? The, 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 no, no. What was the contest called? The something, something great starship. Next remember? great starship. Next, Next great, great starship, starship. Right. And, um, folks were really pumped up and hyped up about this ship. And then all of a sudden, kaboom, uh, nothing <laughs> for a long time. Right. And then. All right, we're going to have to move some people's bodies yes. around here as Colossal comes in. I'll, I'll do that while you guys are talking. But then it gets resurrected, and we see a hologram and images of the ship, yes. and people get excited all of a sudden again. There he is. There's Colossal. Yep. And so uh, let me start with you, Kimmy, this time around. The Redeemer. Uh, this, it, has, it has shifted a little bit. It's changed a little bit. We haven't seen the yes. new interior, but we have seen the new exterior. What do you, what do you yes. think about what you've seen on the design of this ship? Do you think that they've done it justice in comparison to what was there before? Well, as John Crew alluded to, he calls it the nutcracker, the nacelles on the sides. It pretty much kept that kind of design. So with that said, uh, most of the ship is intact as far as it being consistent. Uh, again, it's another drop ship. Uh, unfortunately, uh, SIG created two or three uh, drop ships before that. So 
This is the one from the reveal of the FPS with Ilphonic and the Redeemer, the, the Marines versus the Pirates in this uh, station. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be, there's always going to be room for uh, military style ships, PVP. Uh, the community can't get enough of that. But yeah, it sticks to the style or the, the uh, style guidelines from the first concept. And it's also integrated into uh, the pipeline of how the current tech is. So I believe it's going to work. And it's it's a, a sigh of relief for the people who actually, you know, back this ship uh, with that uh, next great starship contest. So it's good to see it, uh, you know, that SIG is sticking to their narrative to say, hey, we're going to do this. It's in the concept. Here we go. All right. Also, we're just talking about the holograms uh, that were being shown. And uh, while I'm getting shiver in place here, give us your thoughts about the Redeemer. Are you excited about seeing the CIG has moved forward with it? Or are you still curious? Uh, there's still more to be desired, I guess. Um, I mean, we haven't seen much, pretty much, other than the exterior. Um, so... I mean, uh, I mean, there are people, whoever purchased the Redeemer, excited. Redeemer, because I'm not a dropship type guy. I'm still waiting on the BMM. But, um, but if we stand focused on that, uh, I mean, it's exciting to see what they've done, at least what they've come out with so far. Um, I'm still encouraged, just like the rest of you guys said, it's Kimmy, um, to see what they did interior-wise, because I still all I can see right now interior-wise is what we saw years ago. <laughs> That's all I, I remember. I remember you going inside from you know I believe from the back I believe, and then there's is a step up for the bridge, and I believe from the bridge area there was like a little turret area for in the turret I believe is one area. I'm still seeing that, mm -hmm. you know, and I believe one thing that that really interested me was when you went back into the uh, the regular common area I believe. Uh, coming from the bridge back into the uh, regular common area, there's like another area over to the left, right, just right underneath the stairs area, something like that. Um, that I think it was a turret or something like that. You got in it. It was another area for the bottom turret. So I was, I'm, if I remember that correctly, that's all I remember about the Redeemer. Mm. Um, it was so, kitchen. right, 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 right. Absolutely. So that's all, that's all I remember. So like I said, I'm if. I mean, I would be the worst person to ask about the Redeemer right now because I'd be like, eh, I, I, I don't see anything, <laughs> you know? Okay, fair enough. Shiver, it's been you, a while. Yeah, Shiver, do you own one or you ever flown one or don't really care? It's not your gameplay. Funny play? story. Uh-oh. <laughs> I hated that ship when it first came out. I, I thought, why, why do I want a ship with hair straighteners on the side of it? And... It was actually the interior that sold me on it, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get one. Screw it. I, I want a wow. coffee maker in my dropship. And then they stopped selling it, and I was gutted. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm still... I'm kind of keen on it, even with the hair straighteners still attached to it. Mm -hmm. it's, it just looks a bit mean. Yeah. Mm. I know yes. that... Um, oh, what's the name of the Tavarin dropship? The Prowler? Prowler. It, Prowler. Looked, I know that thing looks like some sort of monster with two great big arms when it lands. and mm -hmm. That is intimidating. But there's just something about that Redeemer that looks like a... Mil it looks like a you would expect a military ship to look like. You know that... And hold a bunch of badasses. You see that flying in, lands down, and you just see that and you think to yourself, I think I'm in trouble. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. I know for me, I've hoped, and you know how the, you were talking about the hair straighteners, right, on the sides, right? 
I was actually hoping that those would open up and turn so that the that inner side where the energy is actually faces downward when it lands. So that would actually become like a cushion as it landed. And then they would rotate and animate back into that V position when the thing took off. I thought that would be really, really cool. I don't know if they'll do it's that. Too long. But it would be really cool to see an animation like that so that it would make some type of sense for why those scissors are there beyond just forward propulsion, which is, you know, it's okay. But um, I I've gave plenty of people the advice when they asked me, should you melt that ship? I would tell people, if you really wanted it, I suggest you hold on to it. And the only reason why I said that was I said because the track record of CIG when it comes to rework, so far, virtually every ship they've reworked was always better than what it was before. So I've always felt that, is it worth taking a chance and, and maybe getting an even better ship than what you thought you were going to have? Then maybe it would be worth keeping. You know, A lot of folks yeah, melted yeah. it because a lot of people got frustrated. A lot of people yeah. got frustrated waiting on it and said, you know what? I can upgrade this to something else or I can melt it because... CIG's never going to do it, especially when they were, there was a lot of going back and forth about whether they would keep it with Aegis or whether they would move it to a different manufacturer. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're finally doing it and I'm happy for the people that own them. I don't own it. This is a gunship. I don't own it. I do appreciate the fact that they've moved it exclusively to gunship versus gunship uh, transport. It was supposed to be like a transport dropship. And I'm glad yes. that they just kind of moved away from that dual role, even though you can still do some of that. But I, I still like the fact that it's a, a gunship. So uh, yeah, that's that's what we have to say about the uh, the good old Redeemer. Um, There's some people still waiting on that VTOG freelancer that that for that rework. <laughs> yeah, that'll be another <laughs> rework. That'll be a whole another rework. Okay, let's go to the next ship. Now that you mentioned that, um, <laughs> oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, uh, Colossal is your last man in. I'll let you comment on this one first. Uh, yeah, this is a ship that I think a lot of people are anticipating, folks who are outside of, the, especially the combat realm, uh, the good old Vulcan, uh, made by Aegis. Uh, any thoughts about this ship? Do you think it's going to come anytime soon? The ship has three things that it's supposed to do. Repair, right? Refueling and restocking. Three R's. Um, any thoughts about that? Uh, I mean, it's a great ship. I mean, we had um, conversations whether if it was a starter ship or if it was just uh, a low-level entry ship that that would allow people to earn money quickly um i mean i think a lot of people are encouraged with the drones that it has mm -hmm. um that will allow it to refuel um you know uh and things like that so i mean it's a great ship for uh i mean you, you won't have to worry about getting i mean the only other ship that cl comes close to that would be i mean once they get it operational if not the reclaimer, let's put the reclaimer to the side. I mean, because that's, that's just too big of a ship. Mm -hmm. But the only ship that would come close to that would be, let's put the Starfarer to the side. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a Carrick, right? Because the Carrick also has drones that can also go ahead and be able to refuel, possibly repair, possibly, depending on if they're going to go ahead and have your drones modular. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, but this is a good ship. How many, how many does it have? A crew of what? Three, I believe? Is it a crew of three or one or two? So, so we're on so between one and three. I don't remember what the compliment is on this one. I don't okay. know. FC, if you're out there, can you toss it out for us? If you if you can look it up for us, go ahead. Yeah, I believe it's somewhere between one to three. And um, I mean, this is a great ship to have when everything starts to get kicking with salvaging. But they have to put in salvage first mm. before we can even see, you know, sniff the ship. Okay. So uh, I mean, they could bring it in and be like a starfarer, but like I said, you'll be sitting there basically saying, hey, I'm here to do nothing until they put the salvage in the game. Right. 
you know, Star so it's a great ship. Thank you, Star Helix. Star Helix is minimum of one, maximum of three on this particular ship. There you go. Okay. Uh, real quick, guys, we're going to start one of our first giveaways in just a second. When you see it pop up on the screen, just a second, uh, you want to type exclamation point nomad, exclamation point nomad. We're giving away several nomads today. Uh, let me jump to you, Shiver, because uh, Colossal mentioned something in particular that not only impacts this ship, but many other ones, and that's drones. This ship is totally based on drones. And not only this ship, but there are a lot of other ships that we've seen now where drones are a part of their need. Even the Carrick, uh, we got drones there. Reclaimer, drones there. Um, there's another one there. I'm, what's the other one I'm forgetting? There's another ship that's got drones. Um, the Orion? The Orion, drones. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and so, uh, and particularly this ship. I mean, this ship without drones means nothing. So, you know, what, what, how do we, are we starting to, Think that oh the other the other one was the um, Nautilus drones right so you know are drones going to become a priority in order to start seeing these ships um, you know become something that's practical in the Star Citizen universe and I know this may be tied in some other things uh, in relation to like iCash where you're tracking items especially like for the drones that are dropped with the Nautilus where they remain persistent and we know where they are. But do you think that we'll see anything in relation to drones? Like like uh, Colossal said, salvage is even impacted by this. Do you think that's going to be a priority for CIG? Well, they're hiding and plying. Hang on, hang on. That's, that's, for right now. that's for Shiver. That's for Shiver this time. Go ahead, Shiver. I think there's a huge tech problem right now that they can't put them in because of the way that the game works right now is uh, you, you've just got this massive world and everything's rendered. What they want to do, or jump over the hurdle of, is the fact that you will be on this ship, probably controlling another drone, X away, mm -hmm. way out of your particular range that's being rendered. So you've the game has got to render and be aware of you in the seat in the ship, and also have this drone, you know, off camera over there, rendering everything that you can see with the drone and have that interact and send it back in real time to you that's outside of the same physics grid. Goodness only knows what this range is going to be. And that that's, you know, all completely theoretically possible, of course. But the most we've seen that sort of thing in are things like Battlefield, where they have uh, remote uh, missiles. And that's, you know, the size of Battlefield is like that compared to Star Citizen's entire universe. So it's a huge technological leap to get over. But I think once they get that in there, once they've got that going, drones are going to be a massive game changer because look at them now. In the pretty early stages of drone technology now, what we've got is quite amazing. Then when they put them in 2950 or whatever the year is going to be when we've got them in there, it's going to be amazing the things that you could do different types of drones that you could do the amount of control you can have with these drones salvaging repair rearm the only downside is what are you going to do if all your drones are shot down or lost mm. Mm. and i yeah. was it you griffin who haven't who hasn't seen the latest episode of discovery yes Yes, I haven't seen it. <laughs> right. close, close your eyes because I've got a joke about this. Close your eyes, close your ears. Oh, God. Go ahead. I think I'm not a doctor. Hey, you're going to make somebody uh, in chat mad. The name. 
<laughs> they're, they're changing the name of this ship to the Neva. Okay. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. No, you did not. <laughs> Coffee Gaming, thank you so much for the subscription. We appreciate Brilliant. that. All right, guys, the, the, the raffle the raffle is now Brilliant. going, gangs. If you type in exclamation oh point gosh, nomad, ex exclamation point nomad to be able to be eligible for the giveaway, exclamation point <laughs> nomad. Okay. All right. That's what I give the shiver. <laughs> okay thank you exclamation point nomad awesome wow. thanks guys okay kimmy um in relation to the nomad um any here's my simple question will we see it anytime soon or is this kind of a long way off what do you think you said in relation to the nomad i'm not nomad i'm sorry it? i'm sorry not nomad the, um, <laughs> it, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, about the i'm thinking about the giveaway i know i'm sorry i'm thinking about the giveaway in relation to the vulcan will we see it anytime soon yeah. or is it still a long way away Oh man, he changed the the content of the question. Um, it's up to Sig, man. I mean, it's to know that they have three D model. It's 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 really up to them. Uh, when we're talking about the expansion of the, the 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 systems that we're gonna start to deal with fuel as an actual gameplay element, it's it's and and the fact that now we're we're talking about uh, inventory caching, the physicalized items now. Fuel is going to be the next thing. Uh, being able to jump to these systems. Um, yeah, the fuel, I think that mechanic is going to be the elephant in the room. Mm. Real soon when we're talking about the actual expansion of mm. these systems. And I'm sure that's on the docket for SIG to start implementing. So, yeah, I can say it's probably sooner than later. Okay. If, and if I'm remembering correctly, you shared with me a great story. How you took the MSR out, I think, and you said you were flying around enjoying yourself, and all of a sudden you saw the indicators go off, saying you were running out of fuel, right? And you ended up oh, having God. to land the ship. And if, but if that gameplay mechanic had been in, right, you could have called yes. and had somebody, boom, right? Yes. That would, which yes. would have been very, very cool. So I, that, I think that would have been very, very cool. Uh, and yeah, you do run out of fuel in this game, guys. I've had it happen to me before, oh. too. <laughs> I wanted to say this one thing real uh -huh. quick, real quick. The, the thing about the, the, the drones. Mm -hmm. I really believe that this, this tech is hiding in plain sight in front of us. When you look at the aspect of the carrot, when you get in its turret, what does it do? It puts you into a remote control uh, situation, mm -hmm. right? So you're not actually physically looking in front of you. It puts you in a remote. Mm -hmm. And then the other aspect, now they have these floating turrets. At first, when I first noticed them, I thought it was a bug that, you know, some of the assets were not being rendered. Mm -hmm. But those were actual floating turrets that they have out there now. So, you know, what's stopping them to attaching the remote uh, controls to these turrets which then they can reface or re uh, repurpose as robots or drones mm -hmm. yeah so it's right there in front of us okay you're right not far away not far away at all okay good points guys all right let's uh, jump go ahead you gonna say something colossal before i jump <laughs> I, I i mean i do like to say that the ship matrix was updated uh, with that ship a week ago oh really so um yeah within a week also, the wow. Crucible was also updated. Yeah, I know the Crucible too. was. Yeah, had a friend who got rid of a Crucible for the Vulcan. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, but, okay. But, but, you know, like I said, it's, it, we'll see. I, I don't know. Until they can, until they can get that, that tech in game, you probably won't see this ship. 
anytime soon. I just don't want to put a price on that or date. So what you're saying is there's a remote possibility. Uh, Everything's a remote possibility, uh, right? Everything's possible. uh, No. Uh, So yeah, I can say that. Wait, 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 wait. Colossal, colossal, colossal. Don't entertain him. He was being funny. (laughs) Don't, don't entertain him, please. Don't entertain him. He's a guest, but don't entertain him. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move on to our next manufacturer. Oh. Anvil Aerospace. Anvil Aerospace. I'm not a big Anvil fan, but I have bought Anvil ships in Colossal since you mentioned. Since you mentioned it, let's talk about it. Uh, the Crucible. The Crucible. Uh, we see the hologram for it. A lot of people in the early days, this is one of those ships from a long time ago that people put up money for uh, that repair. Uh, it does have a, a, a modest amount that it does do on salvage as well. Um, is this something that's a long, is this a long way off in the, you know, is this like, uh, Endeavor long way off or is this, <laughs> you know, right around the corner or somewhere in between? I mean, I would put this as a star line a long way off. Uh, uh, I mean, okay. um, haven't heard anything about it since what? 2015, 17? Yeah. 2015. When um, saw that haven't heard really. What was that? Yeah, it was like 2015 when we saw that that long piece of footage. It was in 2015. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, it's nice to see a physical 3D of it finally. I mean, I, you know, I, 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 I'm not even going to talk about the aspects of it. I love the 360 bridge and things like that and so forth. Mm-hmm. Love the fact that you can go ahead and detach the main hub from the ship. Love the fact that it can go ahead and it's a what considered a heavy repair. So. It can jump on capital ships and even smaller ships and things like that. We saw a, a matrix where you saw a retaliator and other ships that that could also fit in the main area um, of of uh, the crucible. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, until we can get some evidence of recycling, which hopefully we can see some of that uh, around three twelve, if not next year, first quarter. I don't anticipate this ship coming in until fourth quarter of next year, maybe. Mm, interesting prediction. Interesting. Okay. Kimmy, do you think that um, when this ship comes out, do you think it will be tied to the fact that, you know, once they get a ship like, you know, the smaller version of Repair, the Vulcan, do you think that automatically means that the Crucibles will be right, pretty much like right behind it? Or do you think because of its size and the, the level of that it does repairs, because this thing does like major repairs, do you think it'll still take a while for them tech-wise to put out the Crucible? Well, with both ships, you're going to need this. You're going to need iCash. You're going to need physicalized items now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, 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 the exact materials numbered to say, I need to repair this X amount of surface of the ship. Mm-hmm. So with iCash slated for mid-June uh, or June 2021, anything after that is possible because you're, you're talking about uh, having the, all those materials uh, needed by these types of ships mm-hmm. and with the advent of the expe- of eventual expansion and this is going to open the door for pvp uh it's going to be a lot of people in bad damaged states where it's going to be really hitting the servers hard to get these repairs done by the server and it, and then you're already talking about getting in the back of the line waiting in line to get your ships repaired it would make sense for them to start looking at bringing one or, or both ships online to help uh, ease those pains from the server having to uh, generate your new ship. Okay. 
Shiver, we talked about careers earlier. Is this a career ship or is this an org ship? I mean, somebody going to be able to like say, I just, I just want to do repairs and stuff. And that's what I want to do. And people will hire them. Uh, you know, maybe because like Kimmy said, this becomes like the tow truck that comes out and repairs you if you something. Happens. Or is it going to be more that orgs will put something like this to use and just have it at their disposal? Or do you think it's equal to both sides? I think slash hope a bit of it could be both. Uh, because you've got the way the components are being tuned and things like that. So mm -hmm. someone may specialize in doing these repairs and tuning at the same time. Orcs will also be say, saying to themselves, we've got this huge battle coming up. Uh, who's going to get on the repair ship so we can quickly repair things slightly behind the front line? So you can go in and order, you know, I'll, I'll go to the crucible, I'll repair there. Then I'll go to the guy who's got the Vulcan and I'll rearm there. Then I'll go back over to the front line. But I think the Crucible represents uh, an, an, a top end of the loop because there is so much in it. Like Colossal was saying, it's got, first of all, under the hood, tech-wise, it's got this rotating bridge. It's got the ability to have things dock into it, dock out of it, pieces of the ship being taken off, pieces of the ship being put back on, pieces of the ship being repaired. You need the actual coding for all of this in there as well. Then they also need to look at how going to have repair work in the game are we going to have it a simple you need geranium plating and tritanium holes to be able to take off this sheet here and put it on there then how are they going to get that are they going to go and mine that themselves they're going to refine that on the ship are they going to go and have to pick it up and all this sort of thing so i think it's going to be at the a latter end of a loop or if they put it in sooner than that it's going to be more simplistic like we have now of Ship comes up to Crucible, docks on ship, timer goes down, ship is repaired, but then they'll change it and throw it out because tier zero implementation kind of thing. Mm, okay. Well, I, I think my thoughts on this ship is I've just been kind of wondering who's going to put this to use. And we were talking about careers and orgs, but I really thought about was pirates. Because if you've got crime stats and stuff, you can't go into certain places to get repair work done. So unless they've got some chop shop that's on some moon somewhere that you've heard about, which I'm sure they probably will have something like that in the game, uh, I can easily see that people who are operating these are people who may be uh, fixing the ship for those lesser types who have, you know, they don't have the great status uh, in, the, in the system. Uh, but independently, somebody, they'll pay the money and have someone fix their ship. Uh, I agree with Kimmy 100%. Just iCash has got to happen. Once you start introducing components, parts, all that other good stuff, uh, the tracking of that, uh, repairing of that, um, I think even, uh, what is it, what's it called? Not upgrading, but when you want to improve uh, components. What's that called? What's that called, Colossal? What's you use the Endeavor the for when you want to, no, when you want to improve the, the quality of stuff? I mean, modify. Uh... Uh, it's what you can do with the Endeavor, with the Super Collider. You know, you can, you can make stuff better. Modules. No. Oh, you're talking about... Um... Is a term I'm trying to think. Of. Somebody in chat, help me! Thank, thank you, Star Helix. Overclocking. I mean, overclocking. Overclocking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Star. We always have such a great Overdrive. chat. Thank you, Envoy. Yes. That's <laughs> what we want to be able to do. Okay. It's just another consideration of something to think about uh, in relation to that ship. Um, I see. Was that all that we had for the offerings? It was. The Crucible was all we had from Anvil this year. That was uh, out there in the water. Yeah. One point about the Crucible, the main point about this ship and why I pursued it and, wh and why I don't understand Colossal's friend <laughs> traded it off for the Vulcan. They said this. 
your your ship comes off the showroom floor it's one material you get involved with the crucible you can make the material or the hull even more stronger than what the manufacturer will uh, spit out and i said to myself omg i gotta have this ship because then you're talking about fortifying and modifying or upgrading the ship as a whole in in your type of repair or, 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 or entire repair of that hull of that ship so wow I, I can't wait for it to come online mm -hmm. i think that maybe colossal's friend was kind of like a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush maybe you know they might have saw that the vulcan uh, was uh, coming sooner than the crucible okay. and just don't want to wait they saw i hope you know maybe they saw something i didn't see <laughs> i didn't see that you didn't see it <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So we'll see. Fair enough. Okay, let's go on to the next one here. And this is one that um manufacturer that's really been busting out recently. We we got the uh, Argo Mole and now we are moving into this whole thing with the SRV. Let me let me ask you guys, this is a general question. You can just give me a general consensus on this one. Do you think that they're showing us these holograms because CIG said something. I think Sean Tracy did at one point. I want to freeze this shot here. John Tracy said something that really stuck with me. Sean Tracy said, we have a lot of ships that are ready to go. We just haven't released them yet. Do you think that yes. outside of mechanics, and I understand some of them may not have their game mechanics like a lot of the other ships, are they showing us this just for eye candy's sake or are they showing us this? Because this is the most we've had of holograms. And these holograms are not like the last ones where they're all more wireframe. I mean, we're seeing detail. We're seeing what looks like, you know, after gray box versions of this. Yeah, of course, they're exteriors. They're not interiors. Do you think that because we're seeing them and they're showing us these, that these may be much closer in time to come out? Because there are some ships we didn't see. We didn't see the Orion. We didn't see the Banu Merchantman. There are some other ships we didn't see. That, I mean, there were other ships that they did not show. These are all, a, a few of them are big ships, but some of these ships like the SRV, uh, and especially with cargo coming, Kimmy just mentioned this about the whole gravity thing. Are they showing us this because this stuff maybe isn't so far away, maybe within the year, some of these ships? And I'll just toss that out to whoever wants to answer on that one. Don't be shy, guys. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they could. I mean, look, this was the first time we saw the 3D looking like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, Pretty much. So that basically, you know, anybody could take a guess. Okay, are right, are these ships done? Uh, they could be. The question is, is the tech done along with it? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know. So, I mean, are they willing to push out a ship that could that could be as good looking as a Starfarer, but could be as inactive as a Starfarer? Mm -hmm. So, I, I, I mean, these ships are wonderful looking. They're they're great. They're obviously. Looks like they're done. I mean, but we've heard something from this uh, from them before, saying that there are a lot of ships that are, that are done. They just can't put out yet until they get the goal, or they may not be able to put out because of Squadron Forty Two. Mm -hmm. okay. So, you know, I mean, your guess is just as good as mine. But until they, uh, you know, but it's, it's encouraging to see the progress. We said that within the next six months that they were going to be dishing out a lot of stuff, and here we are within that six months. Within those six months. And we got a lot of more months, a lot more months to go, and we're seeing a lot of good content from uh, from CIG. So it's quite encouraging to see the development. Kimmy, um, in light of the cargo, you know, and the cargo decks and all the other stuff that's coming out, right? Uh, in light of docking coming out, in light of possibly the whole sea coming out, does the SRV all of a sudden become 
crucial, become important now when it comes to moving cargo or towing vehicles? Will people, in other words, I'm saying, is this ship going to become much more popular in light of cargo becoming more popular? You know, because we saw these new containers. For those of us who saw the whole sea, we know they got these containers and stuff. Is that going to become something that people are going to want to get into? Just literally working at a station. You know what I mean? And just moving stuff back and forth. Will people want to do that? Or do you think that'll be more of an NPC kind of thing? Uh, I think people but, will definitely want to do that. I that mean, was, that was for Kimmy. Yeah, that was for Kimmy. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Kimmy. Well, no, no, you're good. You're good, Colossal. I was listening, man. Uh, I'm with the fact that they're going to expand out. There's no freaking way I'm going to be stuck at a station hauling cargo, man. I want to get out there and see what the hell is out, of, out there. Okay, but you don't think, you don't think there'll always, be people that will want to do that? that? See, that's what I'm saying. You say that's what you want to do, but I'm saying do you think that people will take it as a career, or do you think they'd rather just let NPCs do it? I would, I would say immediately if it had something to do with an org, if you have... Okay. Uh, these established uh, homesteads or have an orbiting station that has mm -hmm. this cargo, then you, you're the runner for your community or your org, then yeah, I could see a person designated to do that and that type of function with this, this game fully uh, fleshed out mm -hmm. uh, with mm -hmm. that gameplay loop. Yeah, you send somebody up uh, out of the, out uh, in the atmosphere and uh, to the orbiting space station to get your hull. You know, after the hull miss delivers it, you know, you load it up in your uh, nomad and bring it down to the surface and then distribute mm. accordingly, right? Mm-hmm. Good point. So I can see it in that functionality, but not stuck to a station and you don't see crap. <laughs> okay. And, you know, it's like, uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Well, Shiver, let me ask you this. Uh, in light of what Kimmy just said, is this good for pirates? You're moving illegal stuff. You can't go to a station and you need to get your stuff off of a whole D or a whole E or whatever. Does this SRV become a tool for groups like that who've got to be able to get those cargo containers moved around? I mean, it's certainly got that potential, hasn't it? Because if you're going to unload something off the back of a lorry, you're going to do it a lot faster with a forklift mm -hmm. than by hand. So if you've got um, a caterpillar waiting for you there, it's going to make unloading this hull E a heck of a lot faster and a heck of a lot easier. And when you're pirating like that, you want to you know, unload the truck as fast as you can. You want to load up your gear and get out of there as fast as you can because every second that you're messing around is money, is first of all money that you're not earning. Second of all, the risk that someone's going to come and attack you or respond to a distress call. Mm. So, yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. Fullback mentions a good point here too. He says people are definitely going to use this to bypass custom. So that does introduce another dynamic. If you got something you don't re want reported, whatever those items, or you just don't want to pay the money for some people, you know, Kimby, I hate to tell you, but there might be some people who that's all they're going to do is work them docks, brother. They say, listen, <laughs> drop the, drop that paper in my hand, brother, because I know you got that illegal stuff on here. And they I may be- Otis Redding smiling, <laughs> sitting on the top, top of the bay. There you go. There you go. There, there may be some folks who that's, that's going to be their thing. Okay. All right. Good points, gang. All right, let's go to the heartbreaker of the convention. Uh, for me, this is a serious heartbreaker. Um, oh, no, you didn't. But for those of you oh, who, uh, yeah, for those of you who uh, yeah. were witness to uh, the, 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 the pull-in by CIG, <laughs> for those of you who awoke that morning and saw a trailer that showed a C2 <laughs> sitting on the expo floor, 
my my good friend Colossal. Tell him what happened, Colossal. Tell him what happened, brother. What happened when you woke up that it was, morning? It, Man, it was shame on you, CIG. Shame <laughs> on you for getting me up early in the morning, looking at Whitley's guide. <laughs> And seeing Jax come out of that C2 on the exhibition floor. <laughs> so the first thing I'm doing, I'm talking to several friends. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to go ahead and get in the game. So I go ahead and get in the game and I have to calm myself down. There is no C2. There is no C2. There is no C2. And then when I, I get there and there was no C2 on the floor. <laughs> so shame on you, uh, 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 CIG, for putting one of the, one of the best, best stunts i've seen in a long time by Man, getting put his pants on and, or anything <laughs> I was in Thomas running to the exhibition floor i mean it was a great move by cig but what a twist what a twist well it could have been worse it could have been worse at least they had the msr sitting in its spot you know but you know you got out there and there was nothing there you really would have lost your mind right uh let's say you have a gripe you have a gripe go ahead no, no, no. You know, well, you know what? I know. I don't actually don't have a gripe. I when I'm, I hate to say it, but I was like colossal. I kind of said, no, it can't be. Even though Kimmy, you know, you and I had talked about the possibility of the C two, yeah. because we knew that a lot of the exterior work was done on, and we had had that conversation on Friday Night Live, saying well, it, there was a good possibility that the, even if we couldn't get in it, we may be able to see it on the show floor. And so when it was there, like 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 colossal, I saw the video and I'm like, oh shoot. And uh, I, I just, there was something inside of me that just said, nah, it can't be on the floor. It can't be. And then, of course, like you said, you come up the stairs and you look out there and check it's like. Christmas tree. Go check uh, the Christmas tree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. E exactly. Exactly. Um, Shiver, uh, the, the C2 um, seems to be that people are excited about this whole Hercules Starlifter thing. I did an upgrade, as I shared with you guys earlier. Um, do you, what do you think about that ship? Is it going to be the big daddy of cargo hauling? Um, you know, what do you think of it? I mean, one of the things that CIG want to avoid are cookie-cutter builds. They, they don't want, this ship is the ship you use all the time for whatever you transport. It's definitely going to be, you use this to transport this, or you're going to use this to transport this because of X, Y, and Z. That said, it's gorgeous, isn't it? And it's huge, and I love huge ships. I'm a size queen for ships. Now, let me ask you this, Kimmy. Uh, there are three variants of this ship, right? C2, M2, A2. As you move up progressively, you move from more of a civilian transport to a military uh, transport yes. to what ultimately is a bomber with, with minimal cargo. It's still got some cargo, but that C2 is the one that really, you can put vehicles in, tanks, you can put a whole lot of stuff in it. Um, it seems to be this has been a really popular line of ships, and you mentioned this, I think, last week, talking about Crusader Industries and Oris, and, you know, we even, I think they even have, like, statues of these ships outside of their headquarters uh, on Orison. Um What's the benefit to this ship versus any other cargo ships in your mind, Sutton? You know, basically from what you saw from that video, uh, what you know about the Crusader C2, what is the benefit of this one over any of the other you know, like a caterpillar or any other cargo ships we have right now. Like you, like you all, like you all alluded to. This is the big mama jamma when we're talking about cargo as a whole, and this is this is really pivotal to the economy system as as a whole itself because you're talking about large quantities of cargo being shipped out 
And then you also, that's kind of interchangeable, right? It's not just cargo, but that's one of the aspects of this ship. It, it, it can, it's a multi-purpose ship, uh, cargo, uh, vehicles, uh, you name it. You'll be able to transport this stuff in mass. And I just had an aha moment here why we may not uh, have seen the C2 as of yet. Same situation with the MISC hull, uh, them working through an iCache, uh, these items, uh, being able to transport these large number of cargo units. They don't have the entire size cargo units ready to be transported yet. If you look at some of the, the streamers or some of the content where even you put a rock gray cat inside of a ship, it gets the shakes because it, it's not physicalized. So once they scale up physical items like the cargo units, you're not going to see like potentially if we were to if we were to do it now, you would see not hundreds, but thousand cargo units in this one ship. That's crazy, right? That would kill the it would kill the network. <laughs> We don't have we don't have strong enough computers to run that. But now, when you're talking about scaling up with the in uh, physical items, then you you might see just four giant units inside that uh, that that uh, C2. Mm -hmm. And but basically, according to number, it's thousands of cargo units mm -hmm. in itself. So I think that's the linchpin that is holding this back, even though it's got. Listen, SIG does not do anything just for the hell of it, just to do it. It's within purpose. Yep. We know that by now. They don't have time to be messing around. If they did, they would have fixed all the bugs that we're encountering. But every move that they make, each process that they do, it's, it's time spent on meaningful things. So, yes, expect this ship once they get the underlying tech ready for it. I think your point about the grid is spot on, Kimmy. And we saw that when we get to MISC, we'll see why. Because if, if when you look at the hologram that was used for the hull C, you'll notice that the containers there are completely different than the containers that were on the concept drawings and any of the other drawings we've seen. They match the cargo sight. containers that we see now on the cargo decks. So you're absolutely right, yes. Kimmy. And I think they even said that we're trying to come up with the metrics where we couldn't put each individual box. We'd have thousands of boxes. So we're going to have one box, but whether that one box holds a hundred units or 500 units or a thousand yes. what they're working through. So you're, you're spot on on that. Um, okay. So that was the C2 and I'm sorry, I actually did these in reverse as far as the graphics go, even though we talked about the Crusader C2, the other ships that were there from Crusader are, which was the first one that we had up here. Um, Shiver, the Ares and what's the other one, the Ares and the, what are the two, um, ships with the guns, the big guns on them. Ares, Ares in the, is one. I forget what the other one's called. Colossal, what's the other one called? You know the name of those ships. Inferno, right? The Inferno. Yes, thank you. Um, ah. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think about these ships? Uh, let me start with a shiver on this one. Shiver, you got any thoughts about uh, the Ares and the Inferno? Crusaders, fighters, size 7 gun, if I'm remembering? One ballistic, one energy? Mm. Uh-oh, we can't hear you. Helps if I unmute myself. <laughs> love guns. <laughs> the bigger, the better. Wow. It's. I love the fact that they've basically. Yeah, they're both areas. One is Inferno, one is Iron. Thank you. They're not quite a glass cannon. They're they're more for, um, I suppose kiting really. Shoot, move, get out. Hope you're not going to get hit because it's going to have the maneuverability on it and a huge gun on it probably at the cost of either armor, shields, or both. 
it's something that you're going to need a iron will resolve to get in and think to yourself, okay, I need to be able to fly, I need to be able to shoot, and I need to hope that no one's going to, you know, the, my opponent is going to die, or I can outmaneuver him. Mm. It, it's a s true skill-based ship for combat. For combat, yeah. Uh, Colossal. I love it. What do you think? Uh, do you have the uh, favoring one over the other? Do you take the energy over ballistic or ballistic over energy when it comes to this ship? I would take the um, the ion, by the way. Is the, is, um, I mean, because these ships, if we're looking at Crusader Industries, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, these ships are... These ships are, are meant and designed for capital ships. Mm -hmm. We know this, or mid-level ships. Um, I got a feeling that if you get close to these ships with a smaller ship, you may be able to handle this ship mm -hmm. if you get close enough. Um, but these ships obviously have the guns to go ahead and take care of the, the holes of larger sized vessels. Uh, I would rather get the, I believe it's, if it's, if I'm not correct, the ion, um, simply because of the fact that I just want to go ahead and just, you know, I want to be like a little mini Death Star as you just go ahead and press the little red button and she just punches the, little, the hole in the ship and then you can just go ahead and move away and let your, let your fleet just come on through and clean up the mess. <laughs> because that's what she's going to be designed to do. Okay. Um, but but once again, you know, you always got strengths and weaknesses. And if you're looking for weaknesses with the ship, you get a couple of smaller ships within the, within the range of the ship. I don't know if she's going to be maneuverable enough to get to get away from that. Mm, okay. Kimmy, wow. I'll throw the last question at you in relation to Crusader. We've known Crusader to be more in relation to first the Genesis Starliner, right? We knew that they had the whole transportation, transport kind of thing going on. Even in their variants, that was a big deal for them. VIP transport, even military transport. Then they put out the uh, the Hercules series, the Starlifters, right? Those are transport. But with these ships, they've stepped into the combat side of things. Do you think Crusader, this will just be their one-off ships? Or do you think Crusader will expand even more, putting out combat-level ships? Because this is really the only thing, these two ships are the only things they have that represent combat right now. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Hercules Starlifters do, the, the, you know, those two variants. Do you think that that's a sign that they're going to be kind of going forward that transportation side as well as combat, and we'll see more combat from them? Definitely so. I, 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 I agree with that, uh, that they are more uh, focused on now. Now that you understand what Orson is about, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the landing zone, it's going to be a place of relatively... Uh, more or less, it's going to be peaceful there, right? Mm -hmm. Based on these two ships. And if you're coming to think that uh, you can step in and do some things uh, in that area unlawful, they're well equipped. But with that said, uh, like you guys alluded to, it, these, these two ships pack a punch, but to a limit. So with that said, uh, SIG is always thinking a, three, a few steps ahead of the game so when you're thinking about these ships and you're saying, okay, there's a there's a way to uh, game it or work around it, again, I see them having these smaller ships that can engage the enemy uh, that will help and assist the Inferno and Ion uh, when you're talking about uh, smaller ships involved. Whereas, you know, the Inferno and Ion can take on capital ships where the Ion will punch the hole through the shield and then the inferno will finish it with the ballistics which shred it but then you're talking about the instances of 
these larger ships, which is pertaining to with the Inferno and Ion, you're going to have also smaller ships that, that are going to uh, populate in that and along with those other ships. So, yeah, I see Crusader also introducing smaller ships that can engage with these other uh, combat ships, uh, single-seaters as well, to make sure that the peace is maintained in Crusader, at Crusader. Because it's, it's going to be a lot of people going in and out of those. You got the exotic gardens that people visit. The, the fact that you have manufacturer, uh, it's the first manufacturer uh, that we're going to see around a, a planet uh, location, right? So, yeah, you're gonna, I see them having all means to protect that area because of this value. Yeah. Sure. Now, if, if, I'm sorry, if I can add one more thing sure. what, what Kimmy is saying. Sure. Um, you know, the, the Ion is a small size ship and the, in, the uh, Inferno is a medium sized ship. And to add on that, if that inferno, with that ballistics, what, what is it, size seven? Mm -hmm. If they get a hold of you <laughs> with a small ship, yeah, yeah, you're you No choice. You'll probably see your engine fly off before you even get a shot. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that's the good thing about the inferno. I'm sorry, Shiver. I didn't uh, I feel the uh, thing. This is what even know what hit you, huh? <laughs> um, Shiver, this oh, is just a real easy question for you. Are you a more transport C2 kind of guy uh, or, or or any of the variants? Let's, well, I'll even take it to the M2, which is like the military more. It has more defensive capabilities. Or are you more toward the uh, the Ion and the uh, the Ion and the uh, Inferno? Are you more toward that direction when it comes to Crusader ships? Ion and Inferno. Really? Definitely. I, I, oh, combat. my God. I, don't get me wrong. I'm sure there'll be days when I'm just can't be bothered and i'll be chilling i'll be like put on some music and just do some transport for instant easy money but i i love the stress of combat the journey of combat it's not about winning or losing it's about enjoying yourself okay okay I like that answer i like that sure. answer all right i tell you what let's get rid of one of these uh these nomads how about that we've got some folks who've all chimed in guys exclamation hey exclamation nomad we're gonna do this in about 10 seconds i know most of you all have been this sitting here awesome. waiting so this is going to be our first giveaway for the night for a nice nomad with uh lti is it lti yeah if it's if it's warbond it's lti right so it'll be warbond yeah, be... all right let's go ahead and who's that overcast thank you thank you for the follow we appreciate it. all right thanks overcast here we go, and a three, a two, and a one, and uh, let's see who we get here. Shipwreck, shipwreck. Oh, seven. Shipwreck, oh, seven. Shipwreck. shipwreck, are you there? Drop us a little message in chat and let us know if you are here. Um, shipwreck, congratulations on winning a Nomad. And let's see if Shipwreck, hopefully Shipwreck didn't fall asleep. I don't, I don't know if Shipwreck's here. Did anybody Please see him? Shipwreck. Come on, Shipwreck. We got to see you be here. Come on. Everybody's telling Shipwreck, shipwreck congratulations. If Shipwreck no doesn't get this, it will shipwreck. be an injustice of Titanic proportions. <laughs> of Titanic oh proportions. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is he in chat? Let me hurry see. up. I'm hurry gonna... up. Hurry up, Shipwreck, because we have to keep hearing those oh, jokes no. from Shipwreck. There he is. There Shipwreck oh, is. Oh, my gosh. Wake <laughs> there up, son. Wake up. Yo, Root. All right. <laughs> get yourself a paint job, uh, Shipwreck, for that. Um, all right there. shipwreck thank you you are congratulations rather i should say shipwreck be shipwreck, sure to send us a message name, what, it was, 
Oh my god. <laughs> it's about to be synonymous. Yeah. Send us a, did it give you a sinking feeling? <laughs> yeah. Send us a message, Shipwreck. Uh, you can either send it directly to us at soulcitizens at gmail.com or you can send it directly to us in our in the Twitch chat and we will get that ship out to you ASAP. Not Shipwreck's not not the next nickname. hour, but you'll get it within really, really quick. His nickname almost became Davy Jones. <laughs> All right, all right, let's move on to our next manufacturer. Uh, for those of you who have the pirate in you, we are going to do another giveaway, guys. We got a couple more giveaways tonight, so stick around, okay? Um, boom, um, boy, oh boy, a lot of conversation about this ship Ooh, with yeah. me and my friends recently. Um, the Drake Corsair, Kimmy, let me start with you on this one. Um, Drake. You know, they they seem to be pushing away from this whole reputation of piracy. In fact, I heard very little of it this year. Last year, there was a little bit of rebellion, uh, or was that Invictus? Rather, was that yeah? They had the uh, they had they had their own little area. Was that an Invictus, or was that last year at the uh, was that last year at the? That IAE? was that. Uh, well, that's a good question. Was that an Invictus? I, everything's kind of a blur now. I can't remember. Was that who remembers last year when they it was Invictus? Thanks, gang. Okay, yeah, they said Invictus. Okay, so at Invictus, they remember they had to be off to the side. They had their own little area there at R Corp because they couldn't oh, be yeah. with everybody else, right? Yeah. But it seems like they've kind of made their way back in, and um, this is one of those ships that a lot of people got excited about. In fact, a lot of people melted their connies to go with this ship. Oh yeah. So. Any thoughts about this particular ship, Kimmy? It's got the asymmetrical weird design, the wings. Uh, is it a good trade? Is it a matter of it's got a little more firepower, supposedly? Uh, give me your thoughts on this uh, Corsair. Well, here, here's I remember it just like yesterday when it was first introduced. And, and my, here's my impressions of it. And I said, I looked at it and I said, oh, SIG is doing something cool with the asymmetrics. And I looked further and said, it doesn't mean anything. It, it's no, there's no functionality to it. So mm -hmm. that was a little letdown for me. And then uh, looking at the lore of it, and it was more of a, I would say, this is a ship when you're talking about, if I had to relate it to something, uh, Shiver can, can, uh, can uh, relate with this. When you think about Lex Luthor, what is he about? He hates xenomorphs. <laughs> so basically, this to me was like exploration, but kill the damn aliens. <laughs> okay. They're trouble. <laughs> we're going to explore. We're, we're going to stomp the mud holes in this planet. We're going to make it ours, but kill the damn aliens because they're trouble. <laughs> mm, okay. So, so it's like alien exploration with guns. Okay. Okay. And, and, and Colossal, correct me if I'm wrong. You made a distinction of exploration versus expedition. If I'm remembering correctly, uh, what, what, I know you were vacillating back and forth about this ship, and we had conversations about it this week. What, what are your thoughts about the Corsair? I mean, um, I mean that we had, you know, some very good friends that we were. Um, I was interested in the Corsair, mm -hmm. and uh, at one point, I thought the Corsair was the same as another ship, another favorite of mine, which was the Carrick. And um, so I tried to go ahead and try to come up with any any explanations on, you know, what was going on with that and and, and try to learn of the ship. Found out that the Corsair is an exploration and the Carrick is an expedition slash exploration. 
Um, so obviously we know the difference between the two. One gets to stay out in space a little bit longer. The other one just goes in and comes and comes back. Um, so as I looked at what was going on between the two, uh, you know, there's some major differences. Uh, if you are one of those people who just want to explore and come on back and dock um, and, and hang out in planets and, and space stations, then this ship is for you. I mean, six guns at your disposal, um, all re remote. We're not talking about the side two turrets. We're just talking about the ones that are pointing forward, right? Um, and uh, I mean, she's a powerful ship, but like all Drakes, like all Drakes, <laughs> you get a hold of that armor. I don't know how long she's going to last. Mm. And she is a Drake. And once again, I'll, I'll say this about Drakes: you, you, you get on a Drake, you die on a Drake. You're not coming off. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have any, um, you know, escape pods. So I mean, this is a great ship <laughs> if you want to go ahead and explore. And it's a definitely, it's, it's definitely a great ship if you want to. Um, you know, if you want to get rid of some people that are in your way of exploration, mm. 72 cargo, you can carry a a, uh, a rover, I believe, inside. A couple of crew quarters can sleep, um, which basically that's why I was like, is she an exploration or is she an expedition? Which one? Mm -hmm. But um, I mean, for what she has, she's fantastic. Difference is, I believe she's a what? A medium sized ship. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. And that's what knocked me off in terms of purchasing. Um, well, she's a large size ship, large, but if you look at the specs, medium components, the specs right? of her are all medium. medium components, right? Yeah. All medium components. Mm. Yep. So that kind of, you know, knocked me off a little bit in terms of what she could possibly do compared to the ships that I already had, like the, like the, um, the character. You know, once again, two completely different type specs ships, because one could last out there and stay out there and the other one has to obviously come back. But that was something that basically said, Hey. If you if you are this type of person where you like to go ahead and, and explore and l don't like any types of uh, obstacles in your way, go ahead and get yourself a Corsair. Good ship. Thank you, Jai Jot. We saw that. Thank you, Izark. Thanks for helping us with the direction there. Um, Shiver, any thoughts about the Corsair? Drake stepping into this outside of the piracy looking thing, but now they're talking about exploration. What do you think about that? I think Kemi and Colossal summed it up perfectly. It's It's the ship you say you used to it's the ship you used to say we come in peace but we shoot to kill mm. okay <laughs> enough said that's it so i got it's yeah it, it apex if you if, yeah if you haven't got a large amount of people that you're going to play with mm -hmm. and you know you're going to be running into trouble use the corsair you can go out into the middle of nowhere Still got to go back, obviously, to refuel, resupply, but mm -hmm. it's for you and, you know, what, three or four friends if you can't run a Carrick. Okay. That, that's something that is a way to look at it. If you don't want to, if you can't run a Carrick, right? A Carrick, we're talking about operating costs and everything else. This might be the alternative. Yeah. If yeah. you, as, as, as uh, Blossel said, yes. if you're not planning on hanging out and staying out in deep space, this might be that option once again. I, the, the image that's on the screen right now, that this whole symmetrical, asymmetrical wing thing, um, do you think that this will have any issue when it, and they, based upon what CIG has told us, our ships are supposed to be responding to atmosphere. This is great in space. Is this going to be a, an issue when it comes to flying in atmosphere, or will computers compensate for it and it'll be fly by wire and it's no big deal? 
because we do know that some ships, depending on their surface area, certain ships handle differently than others. Do you? I mean, that's. I'm wondering how something like that will do in atmosphere. Any any thoughts, anybody? I mean, she's got one wing going out. Um, you know, right now, east to west. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the other two are like you know, you know. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm just curious. I, I, maybe I just maybe I'm, maybe maybe I'm making a big thing out of nothing, but I just have to wonder in atmosphere with winds and everything else how that sucker. I'm not saying it can't fly. I'm just saying, is it going to be a, yeah. a beast in bad weather? Because the yeah. ships do respond to you know buffeting and everything else. So ah, we could we could we could talk about that later. No no big deal. I was just look staring at the ship and wondering. All right, let's go to this one. This is uh the oh, big gosh. baby, the big baby, um, Kraken. Release it. Yeah, release the Kraken. Uh, any thoughts on this particular ship? Let's start with Shiver this time. The Kraken. Uh, is this a long way away, Shiver? Yeah, long that's, way away? that's got to be a long ways off because that's... It still obviously goes with the um, Drake style guide and things like that. Mm -hmm. But it's also in, it's unique and it's massive. And you can dock, um, God, basically every single Drake ship. Mm. is currently out you can dock on it it needs a lot of work to get in there i mean it's not going to be uh something like endeavor amount of work probably not even banu amount of work because banu they they had to establish the style guide first mm. and that 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 ship is going to be glorious to see whereas the kraken is going to be this is a utility vehicle the biggest problem is going to be getting the tech to work on it because uh, as was pointed out earlier just shoving a buggy in the back of your uh, hangar and flying off is a huge risk imagine having a caterpillar um cutlass the buccaneer all at the same time docked on there and it's going to be absolute hell and i don't think it's going to handle well in atmosphere <laughs> but it is a glorious ship agreed I'm I mean, sorry. I'm I, sorry. Go ahead, Klaus. I'm sorry. My mic was muted. Go ahead. Are you, okay, you're looking... Am I next? Yes, yes. Your thoughts, please. I mean, great ship. I mean, um, I mean, phenomenal. I mean, she reminds me of uh, a, a movable Grim Hex. <laughs> That's what she reminds me of. <laughs> I mean, obviously waiting on, you know, iCash and everything else um, to come with this ship but until they get that um then all we're going to be doing is that. sorry about that of course my phone wants to listen mm -hmm. to my voice but um until we get that then uh, i mean she's a great mobile operations uh you know center she has i mean just the ship alone the ship alone has over 3700 cargo space mm. the ship alone um i mean Goodness gracious. I mean, the next ship closest to that is a Banu before we get to the Haulers. Um, so uh, it, 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 just like Shiver said, she can carry almost every, if not every, known um, Drake ship uh, in the game. Uh, I mean, if you see this ship coming your way, um, then your best bet is to steer the other way. It's, it's, unless you're coming with a couple of interests. You know, <laughs> I mean, your best bet is to steer the other way because she's going to come fully gunned and fully prepared with multiple ships coming your way. So 
I mean, the excitement of this ship holding down a particular uh, region of space, quite doable. Quite doable. Interesting concept. Kimmy, there was a bit of a surprise when the Kraken came out. The Kraken is the second most expensive ship in the game, and it's Drake. Does it have escape pods? (laughs) I don't even know if it has escape pods. Um, But here's here's, here's, here's my question. Um, 2,000 bucks if you pay with credit. I think it's 1,700 cash. At the, yeah, CitizenCon 2018 when it first appeared, it was about 1,700 bucks. Yeah, yeah. That's and, and Only the Javelin beats it out. What do you think? Do you think it's worth the bang for the buck with all you can do with it? Yes. Okay. Simple okay. yes. Okay. Uh, for the fact that you're going to live on this ship. You don't. You don't need a, a homestead. You don't need hangers. That is your hangar. Mm. That's a moving hangar. Uh, again, you you deploy ships. You 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 have business transactions all in this environment. It's it's now where you reside. Uh, it's it's your moving fortress. So yes, it's worth it in that aspect of uh, being able to do everything in this one instance of that ship, along with your crew as well. Mm. Okay. Okay. You're gonna live on it, and you're gonna die on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Drake yes. ship. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, uh, if, if whoever takes it out, there, you know, you got to give them credit because this is this ship is gonna be armed to the teeth without a doubt. Even when we saw that you, you, they did the, the commercial uh, of it, and this thing is just. Uh, yeah, it's gonna. Whoever beats this ship out in a battle, they, they deserve credit, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of those types of ships that if you're, you know, military style gameplay, always on the always on the edge, adrenaline pumping, uh, PVPing, and and you're overseeing uh, these large battles take place. This is your ship. Okay. Well, I will tell you, I appreciate, uh, who was it who had the comment here? Uh, someone said some, oh, it was coffee, coffee. Drake escape pot equals jump the heck off. I love that. <laughs> I, 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 I love that. That is definitely it. Yes. Definitely it. All right, we're going to speed up our time a little bit here. Guys, we're going to oh, start our next, oh, go, go ahead, Shiver. When, when I saw it on the hollow table, I thought the hollow table was broken because it had a crack in it. Oh. Okay, we're gonna start. We're gonna start our next giveaway. The front of the we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna start our next giveaway. Uh, yeah. I, I thought I thought the spirit, I thought that fast cart wasn't here, but evidently he has channeled himself. He has channeled himself into this show. So, um, yeah, uh, yeah. We're we're gonna go oh, ahead yeah. and uh, let me just jump up all on that one. Yeah, I'm surprised he didn't. To be honest with you. And another thing, the JR Fab, Fab people during CitizenCon 2018, they did a model that you actually walked around that thing. You had the, uh, the uh, Cuddy, Cuddy Black sitting on it on the deck. The uh, What is that? The Buccaneer was sitting on that thing. It was amazing. I have video footage of that. It was. Where it was beautiful. They did the, the mock-up, the model uh, scaled. All right, guys, exclamation point, Nomad, if you want to get in for this next giveaway for a Nomad LTI. From IAE, so definitely hit us up real quick. We're going to do that in just a couple of seconds. We're going to go to our next manufacturer. When we get through with that manufacturer, we will 
we will go on to the next thingy. Did we? Did, oh no, we have one more ship to cover here. I think. Let me let me take a look here. Oh yes, we do. We have another ship. I wasn't thinking. Hey, Drake. Second. Yes, we have this ship right about here. Yes, it'll be popping up any second for you guys. Um, oh yes, this was uh, this becomes the discussion. I think this kind of lends back to something Kimmy said earlier about the importance of why uh, iCash has got to come in. And when it comes to this ship, this is the Vulture, made by Drake. It is single personed. Um, uh, what do we call it? Not scavenging. Salvage. Ship. Salvage. Thank you. That's the word I'm looking for. I knew it begins with an S. Uh, Kimmy, any thoughts about this? Uh, particular ship. I know you talked about it a little bit with the iCash, the importance of that being a part before we even get into pulling parts and stuff. But what do you think about this as a one-man operation or one-woman operation? Give now, and <laughs> it's about it, the inner exploration, the, the 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 inner exploration of things that we've discarded. Right, uh, going to these uh, floating space graveyards that exist. Mm -hmm. Again, that's another. Thing that we'll need iCash for, but these existing graveyards of, of space hulks that are dead, forgotten, and you literally navigate through these things, and you're you're you you know, and and you're you're scrounging through these areas, and you're finding scraps of things, and you're using uh your instrument panel to determine what's good, uh, what percentage of that material is, is it worth uh, salvaging, and you do that, and and then you, it's basically uh, virtual recycling. Uh, recycling comes to Star Citizen in that aspect, but then there's so many layers of uh, discovering uh, things that you shouldn't find out, or you, you're maybe an apex predator is amongst you while you're, you're, you're in there finding things out. But the fact that we can actually take the physical items now and recycle them into uh, good materials that can be used elsewhere like your crucibles or your vulcans or sold again for the to the refinery and broken down so you see a cycle or a circle of life to the economy economic system within uh, cloud imperium games or star citizen okay cool. and it just you 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 matter now you're a part of this process of the economics of the game all righty shiver duck man I feel like this is not something that you'll be doing. I feel like this is not your forte because you ain't towing. You ain't towing nothing, so I'm assuming that you are not salvaging anything. Um, is it a practical career, though? I mean, is is this salvage thing? Like Kimmy says, it's part of the whole cycle of the game. Has this become a part of the economic cycle? Being able to, you know, run an operation like that. I mean, it's going to be. It could well be for people who PvP even probably PvE, because if you want 100%, or at least close to 100% of your potential profits, you go in there, you wipe out these things, and then you've got your contingent of people in vultures who are going to swoop in, pick up the crap, sell it, mm -hmm. or turn it into something more that you can even recycle yourself. Because if, if you're going to be, um, no pun intended, have a nomadic life of your own, <laughs> roaming around shooting and killing, you're going to need to create your own supplies. The vulture could well be one of the most essential things that you can get because salvage might not just be about getting sheets of metal, recycling them. It could well be, oh, I found this fuel tank in it and I siphon off the fuel and put it in mine. Mm. Things like that. It's, it's got a lot of potential to it. It just really depends on how fast you actually want to take it. And 
we know how crazy CIG are with their mechanics. Mm. Okay. Colossal. Um, will this ship be a good ship to accompany a ship like the Crucible? Um, the SRV, for example, we were talking about that earlier. Originally, the Crucible was supposed to have like a tow truck kind of thing with it, but I think they dismissed that now. So is this something that a Crucible person would want to also have in their, you know, their fleet? Because uh, you talked about all the resources that are still going to be needed to uh, rebuild and repair somebody's ship. Not if you're sitting with 12 SEU of cargo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the ship has. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, I mean, it's a great ship, but uh -huh. the Nomad gives you 24 and the, and the Vulture's giving you 12. Come okay. on, Seattle. You got, you got to increase that just a little bit. Give me 20, and mm -hmm. I'll be fine with this as a starter ship. I mean, okay. you're, you're basically churning junk, okay? Mm -hmm. And you got 12 SEU of cargo to play with. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you can give me a little bit more than that, then I can sit there and say, yeah, yeah, this, this is, I mean, it's a good ship, but I, I, I would increase that cargo space to at least 20, at least 20, at least 20. Yeah, okay. makes sense. No, that's a, that's a very, very good point. Okay. All right. If you guys are ready, we're going to do another giveaway. <clears throat> so exclamation point nomad, exclamation point nomad. If you are interested in getting a nomad with LTI. So here we go. Let's see if I got everybody in here. I do have everybody in. All right. Oh, by the way, if you're a subscriber, you get a two to one ratio. So I didn't mention that earlier. So if you subscribe, two to one ratio that you could win. All right. Here we go. Three, two, one, and. Kaboom. Oh, we have to disqualify that person. How dare he put in? No, we're just kidding. Who's this? <laughs> it is our I, guest. I didn't even put that in. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't put it in. If you didn't put it in, maybe it no, just detected something. I was, I was something. thinking of putting in yes insanity, but <laughs> how did. What? <laughs> Well, we'll leave it up to you if you if you would like to win it. You, yeah, you did. Yes, you did. You've won from us before. If you want it, you're welcome to it. If you want to put it back in, whichever no, one no, you no. want. Because you didn't enter. No, okay, no, someone right, watching. Fair enough. Okay, fair there. enough, gang. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna spin one more time here, gang. Stand by. All right, exclamation point. All right, and Nomad three, two. And by the way, thank you, Shiver. Three, two, one, boom. Mad style. 1911 mad style are you in the house mad style mad style congrats if you are in the house there whoa boom right there woot <laughs> you are the winner mad style of a nomad with lti please send us a message oh, either through nice. twitch messenger to soul citizens or you can send it to soul citizens at gmail.com don't forget if you're a winner to include your RSI email and address and name. Make sure you send us that. That's how we get your prizes to you. And we're going to give away one more Nomad, gang. So stick around. We're winding down here as we're chopping through all of these uh, these different ships. All right. So we finished off Drake. Uh, let's see who was next. Ah, the big E. Esperia. Uh, boy. There's a oh. lot of anticipation on these ships coming up. Uh, the month of December. Uh, these ships look very similar, so you may not see any differences between the slides, but we're talking about the Talon and the Talon Shrike. One is a fighter, one is more of a, what is it, a bomber strike ship, I guess you would say. Um, let me start off with Kimmy. Kimmy, do you own either of these? I do not. Uh, 
PvP, it's it's cool, but no, I, I kind of passed on this, but it doesn't... Once it's flyable, that may change, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, beautiful ship, though. Beautiful ship, but, uh... Okay, okay. Uh, it's gonna be interesting how it flies, and then you have this unique thing about that, the, uh, the Asperia fighter ship, is the, uh, the escape pod. Unlike Drake, it, it's a top-of-the-line escape pod that the entire uh, cockpit is catapulted away from the ship mm-hmm. it's interesting gameplay and it's another one of the things that uh we're looking at as far as xeno uh xenomorphing the game or adding aliens to the uh the universe mm-hmm. and to to see the alien ships become a part of the verse is very interesting as well okay good points good points good points Shiver, i look at this ship like i look at the um what's that ship called the drake What's the little, the, the, the Buccaneer, right? I always see these ships as not necessarily being all that great by themselves, but if you had eight or 12 of these things coming in on you, you know, like hornets, they become a real pest. Do you think that's the strength of a ship like this? Is that they, that, you know, is a single person ship and, but man, if you put a bunch of them together, you know, you got to watch out. It's, it's a swarm of hornets, isn't it? To take down the lion. Mm-hmm. It's uh, relatively cheap. It's got enough firepower in it to en masse dent something, take it out. And again, with en masse, there's just so much firepower being thrown at you, you don't know which one to target. And by the time you've worked out which one to go for, or if you could even have enough time to take out enough of any significance, they've already done a significant amount of damage to you, so you haven't got much of a defense. It's it's using a fleet of auroras to blot out the sun kind of tactic. Mm. It's a good idea. And I also like the way that the whole design aesthetic using birds, it, it, it's a bit cheesy, I know, but it always mm. reminds me of the Klingon Burrell bird of praise. Mm. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a real good point. Yeah, Colossal, talk a little bit about the advance of, of what's so special about this with its shields when combined with other ships. <clears throat> well, I have both of these ships, both the Talon, uh, both the, the regular one and the Strike. And um, and it's I love some of the things that CIG says about the ship. It says basically, the strike is basically uh, an equivalency to the Gladius and the Vandal Blade. Take that for note. Mm. <laughs> the other thing is that I love the most about these ships um, that I often hear too little of is their failing shields. Mm. Okay, and. Uh, if you don't, if you can't envision a Felix shield, envision it as if, if you've seen oh, what is the Star Lord? Um, I believe the guy that claims himself he's Star Lord or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've seen um, Guardians of the Gla- Galaxy Part One, right? And you've seen all these little little itty bitty ships came up there and they try and they all formed the Nova Core system. Okay, the Nova Core. Right, right. The Nova Core to try to stop that 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 that, um, that big old huge ship from coming in. Well. Picture, I, that's how I see with the Phalanx shield. Okay, now, in most cases dealing with these uh, talents, they're supposed to be used for escape. Okay, this will be used for escape. So if you have multiple talents out there and they're able to use their Phalanx shield, and let's say Star Citizen decides to go ahead and make them link, I mean, you could guide in a Idris. Okay, you could guide in a Hammerhead if they have that type of idea going on 
But it's interesting to note that they have these types of failing shields and Tavarian armor and Tavarian um, uh, uh, components that we don't even know about yet in terms of what their usage is going to be. So I think their failing shield is something that 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 is of note to try to understand what CIG is trying to do with their failing shield. Mad Style, thank you so much for five gift subs. Thank you, Mad Style. That is so awesome. We got five folks getting some, getting some, uh, getting some gifts out there. So that's awesome. Thank you, Mad Style. Y'all got to listen to James Brown two more times. Don't worry. Hang on, hang on one second. Hang on, Kimmy. Wait till, wait till these. energy, photon energy. Yeah, wait till James Brown's done. We got one more. <laughs> okay. Scuba Steve. All right. What up, fool? Those are the five gift subs that came through. So everybody, thank you for that, Mad Style, for passing those out to everybody. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah. Did everybody get to talk about the ship? I think everybody did, right? Did I miss anybody? I think Shiver. Did, Shiver, did you oh, mention it? Everybody did. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. We're gonna. Or I'll go to pray. Yep, yeah, there you go. That's right, that's right. That's right. Okay. okay. Let's go ahead and jump to our next one, which is the old standby here. Our good friend, one of our good friends loves this uh, particular uh, manufacturer. Uh, but Misk. Okay, what can we say about Misk uh, that hasn't been said already, right? Um, <laughs> Misk. Cargo unit. The cargo. Yes, we were just talking about this. <laughs> This is the Hull A. Yes. I didn't expect to see the Hull A. I did expect to see the Hull C. We had talked about that in previous weeks that we expected to see something in relation to the Hull C. But lo and behold, Miss decided to break out and show us the Hull A. Um, question. Is this a ship? I'll start with Shiver this time on this one. There are so many cargo ships, Shiver. Like a lot of cargo ships out there. Is this going to be a ship that people are just going to overlook and maybe jump to something that has a little bit more room? Um, the, the, the benefit of the ship is that it does go from, you know, you can go down to surfaces with it, right? Um, but will this be people who just kind of specialize in cargo? And, and we've always defined cargo uh, versus trade, right? If I'm doing cargo in most parts, I'm carrying somebody else's stuff. When I'm doing trade, I'm carrying my stuff, right? So... Is this kind of one of those ships that people who are into cargo will, hey, I got a whole A, B, C, D, E, and you know what I mean, the whole alphabet? Or will people just kind of let a ship like this go by and maybe go with a freelancer and that does the job for them? I mean, it's got the advantage of the size of it being easy to transport. They've probably got to put some more differences on it. Um, why would you use this over a freelancer? Even if you were... Uh, had a ship that was stupidly huge that you can't land on atmosphere you want someone to take your stuff down so you can sell it on there do the paper scissors stone to decide who's going to do the transport and all that sort of thing again why would you just use the hull over the freelancer just even for that job i suppose the only thing it would have that they could potentially easily throw at it to give you priority to something like the hull a over a freelancer would be making it a lot cheaper to operate even if it's going yep. yeah exactly you don't want to cut into your profit margins with fuel mm. the freelancer is going to cost probably a lot more to just operate even going orbit down than the hull a and i think when they envisioned 
the whole series they said you know your hull a is going to be the thing that you use to take from orbit to wherever or orbit space station the holly is going to be the thing that just swoops in and has got all these ships and is going to be slowly picked off by different uh cargo ships so as long as they keep the operating cost down it's got its little niche because why would you use a freelancer if it's going to cost you three times as much to take your cargo down because profit margins all about the profit when you're training or doing cargo runs it's all that's the most important thing um Kimmy, question for you this ship according to the website its cargo capacity is 48 scu which is about half of an andromeda right i think andromeda is around 96 for connie um do you think cig is going to stay at that number because these cargo containers look pretty big you know the ones we've seen on the cargo decks and the ones that we saw in these holograms i mean they've always said these numbers you know they could always change do you think to make these ships more viable that they may actually make it so that when you have a hull ship, it's carrying a decent amount? Because to be at 46, half of a Connie, why not put it in a freelancer, right? Like, like Shiver yeah. said, do you think there's a possibility that those numbers may change? I, I believe so. I, it makes sense that they would do that because when you, took, when, you, when you look at the crux of the economy, this is the main feeder of that economy and moving about these cargo units uh, in, in such a way uh, that, you know, this is so, this is unlike like the Vulcan ship, you, you have other ships that have multi-purposes. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes, dedicated. yes, they will, SIG will dedicate one purpose for this, for a particular ship. And it, it's really your go-to, but when you're talking about the economy and then you, these numbers of, of, of player counts potentially going up, really going up. And then now you're talking about if you, I want to use the analogy of the ocean and you have the sharks or the predators swimming about. And then there's, you, you ever see on these menaries, uh, these school of tiny fish and it's like so many of them going back and forth or going into this path. It's kind of like that when we're talking about the MISC being that kind of backbone to the economy, uh, having those, which uh, Sig mentioned, those cargo, those trade lanes or the uh, cargo lanes. Mm -hmm. And so it would be, I think it would be opportunistic for uh, outside of NPCs for actual people to implant their ships in that school of fish to hide amongst those large numbers to move your cargo around as opposed to being that one, uh, like you said, uh, a, a Connie being hunted down because pirates know, hey, we looked at the background. This is more cargo units, and you're out there by yourself, floundering mm. around. So there's there's a um, safety in numbers in in that sense. And when we're talking about NPCs being part of this concept too, mm -hmm. they're going to be flying these ships as well. Okay. But but then you can hide yourself amongst these NPCs mm. in these large <coughs> volumes of these uh, trading lanes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Good point. Colossal price point. I think the Hull A runs around 40 bucks or 60 bucks, something like that. That's half the price of a freelancer, <clears throat> right? And then the next jump to that is a Hull B, which runs at $90. Is that make these ships more reasonable instead of me having to start at 120 bucks or 140 bucks for a Hull Max or 150 that I can kind of come into this whole cargo thing, you know, 50 bucks, 90 bucks. And, and in fact, a Hull B carries more than a Connie does, not a Connie. Yeah, more than a Connie does, a whole B does. Is is that going to be the, the plus for going with a whole series ship? Yeah, for a starter. 
I mean, definitely. I mean, just like Shiver said, it's all about operational cost. I mean, I, I just think that if if you just first finally, if you first came in a game and you needed a ship and you had a couple of UAC or even um, <clears throat> if you had in, some in-game money, then the whole A and the whole B would probably be your most affordable um in terms of what you need to do now if you're willing to go ahead and scrounge around and do a little bit more um then obviously you'll jump over to the freelancer um but i mean these ships are in the game for a reason they're in the game for a reason and these may not be the set cargo capacity i mean i've heard from some that the uh that the uh, whole a could go as high as 75 um so you know i, I mean a, a good buy i mean not for my taste mm-hmm. but if you were i mean 300 you know in 84 capacity for a whole b is quite nice so i mean you can pick your passion on that okay good point point all right let me uh jump to this ship here all right Give me for jumping around here a little bit. Holy smokes. Um, the whole C. That was the other ship that we saw this weekend. Now, again, using the old numbers from the website and the possibility these numbers could change, where a whole A had 48 SCU, a whole C has 4,608 SCU. Uh, Shiver, I'm going to bounce this one to you. The whole C is supposed to be the most used workhorse ship in the universe, according to CIG. NPCs are going to, if there's a, you know, kind of, I look at the whole ships as being just like seeing semis on the highway, right? The semi trucks, big lorries on the expressway. They're, you just constantly see these things going back and forth. And like Kimmy said, quite often more NPCs than maybe regular players when we see them. Um, but uh, that's a lot of hauling, of, you know, 4,000 SCU. Where's, where does this kind of start to fall off from moving where you've got an individual person operating these ships to now you're, these ships are for orgs? you know, from a A to a whole E. Is the C still that ship that you can kind of manage as a single person and I'm, I'm making money? Or is this just too big? I mean, once you get to C, have we moved to the point where you've got to be an org or working with multiple people to make it worth taking this ship out? I think you could, you could probably do it on your own. I think the whole C is just on that limit where you could, if you had enough time, and were dedicated enough and it would obviously be the maximum amount of profit that you could get and mm-hmm. you know the the analogy there is it, it is like the freight train it, it's not the full stupidly huge tanker size which would be the holly this is <laughs> taking something and you're still going to make a huge profit with this but i'd also see you know you've got your group of friends probably again one to five people can operate this and you've got your group of friends this running and you're still going to be making enough profit to make it worthwhile and then you can start to think to yourself well should i expand my business should i keep going with this where should i go with there i i don't think it's going to be something that someone sticks with because it's just it's still in that little niche where it's like well i'm making money but what do i do with my money now that i've got the money how do i expand from this Mm, good point good point point uh colossal throw this at you um the whole e went up for sale and was flying out the wow. window <laughs> uh the whole wow. e is like six what 600 bucks something like that it's it ain't cheap yeah. it ain't cheap um 
What made that so popular? That people would, I mean, as much as we hear about people seeing holes as being moving targets, right? I mean, that's all you ever hear people talk about is, oh man, people are gonna be blowing these things up left and right. They're just moving targets. They got bullseyes on them. Why are people spending that type of money on a ship that carries, and I'll have to look up the uh, the full SCU on that. Let's see. 98,304. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least, least at least, yeah, at least 98,000 SCU. What's, what's the big uh, rush for that? Either they were like kids and they saw something in the window and they were like, ooh, I got to have, you know, those sparkling glowing eyes. <laughs> and they just spent not realizing what they're getting into. Because that's just like my friend always says, that's a lot of logistics that has yeah. to be put into that type of a ship. You got to hire a crew. You got to hire people to go ahead and help you protect. See, I mean, versus the whole C versus the whole E, the whole C is projected to be the most used ship. Mm -hmm. or most recognized the most used ship in the verse so at least if you're driving around in the whole sea you might not get popped mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. there's so many so many whole seas out there in the verse right well if you drive around the whole e <laughs> i mean you just basically said red flag here i am you know and and if you're spending the money on this ship then you are obviously a part of an org who all they do is trade mm. all they do is trade uh, and there are some orgs out there that will just take your stuff and just go ahead and haul it for you. Remember, a lot of these cargoes are are modular as well. So you know, not every cargo is going to be standard. You can some some of them um, some of them may be hauling vehicles. Some of them may be hauling um, motorbikes. Some of them may be hauling land vehicles. Mm. Uh, some of them may be hauling parts for a pioneer. So these are modular units that we ha that that you have in these cargoes. So obviously these, uh, whoever's picking these up, uh, I would hope and pray that they are a part of org that all they do is specialize in moving stuff around. Mm, okay. Cool turtle. Cool turtle. Thanks Thank you for the follow. Kimmy, uh, Colossal just touched on something. A lot of people don't know that the whole series ships do do more than just carry cargo boxes. Some of them can actually be set up as weapons points, weapon stations. There's all types of modularity that they've tied into these ships. Do you think that uh, people just see these ships as just for, you know, doing nothing but hauling freight and they're missing out on the potential of other things that this ship can do because they don't know that you can have other attachments and other things that go on the hull ships? Yeah, I think, first of all, I think the, the realized gameplay is cargo. And I think as we see the layers of the onion being peeled back, then it's going to open up those doors to those other possibilities, especially with knowing that when you're hauling this, as, as Colossal uh, mentioned, as you're hauling this around and you know that type of ship, uh, you're going you're gonna to find ways and you're going to look into ways to make sure or ensure that that cargo goes from point A to point B. So as things unveil itself even further, uh, people are going to really start dialing in and try to figure out how to maintain that bottom line without it being interrupted with as far as the number or account of or, or amount of cargo that you're hauling with this particular ship. So if it, it opens the door for all these possibilities, uh, yeah, people are going to trust me. The community is dialed in on this. And, and again, with the uh, cargo units as they are on the ship matrix and with the refactor of what now we see with these um whole series now with the cargo units changing in concept from the first uh, animation we saw years ago 
those expect those cargo units to change dramatically and, mm. and to be larger because it's holding these these four giant cargo units. Now, what does that mean granularly or individually? It's mm. it's a large number, but but because of the the tech involved, they have big four big units. So. Mm -hmm. It doesn't translate to an actual with the ship matrix, which hasn't been touched in years. So right. expect those cargo units to go way oh, up. Good point. Good point. That's a real good point. Well, yeah. Dark Knight says that uh, he'll be hauling Picos, and I think Coffee said he'll be hauling duckies. <laughs> he said, "Don't get mad at him." He said he's going to be pushing duckies. <laughs> right. So that, that's I guess that's it for them. That's as far as they, they that they want to take stuff out. Um, okay, so that's our mystery. Chris, can I add one thing? Yeah, sure, sure. One more thing, in, in addition to what Kimmy is, said, if you want to really get a look at what the cargoes may look like, you might want to go to those big, huge um, orbital stations above yes. Art Corp and above uh, Hurston and above Microtech and go to the cargo area, um, and you'll get a good idea of what you may be able to see yes. um, in, in the next several months. Good point. Gladestone, I didn't ignore you. I didn't see you. But if you're hauling 96,000 SCU of drugs, you have issues. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay? That's it's all I'm going to say about man. that. What are you okay? talking about? If you carry a 96,000... No, 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 dude. No, 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 no. You put that stuff in the MSR. If you carry a 96,000 SCU of drugs, you, you, you got some issues going on as far as I'm concerned. So, okay. Priorities are screwed up, but he's a businessman. <laughs> Okay, I'm just teasing Glade. Have at it, brother. If you if you can make it, matter of fact, you should have said that because now people are going to be looking for you because they know what you're going to be hauling. So, all right, all right, let's good stuff. All right, let's go to the uh, the day that all of us wanted to honor and represent. Of course, if there's no better day at an IAE, it's got to be Origin Day, right? So let's talk about that for a minute. Uh, <laughs> we have to. Listen, I was so mad. I'm going to have to give Info Runners a real hard time because oh, Execute had the nerve to say he didn't want to get out of bed because it was Origin Day, but I'm going to leave that alone, okay? Listen, Origin didn't show any ships, but what they did show was the G12. I just was going to ask each one of you the real quick question because I want to speed up our time, and we're going to start our next giveaway. No problem. Uh, do, do, uh, just yes or no, do you own one Colossal G12, any of the G12s? Yes. Okay, which one? Do you know specifically? Set us up, man. Which one specifically? The, the regular G12. The regular? White. Okay, the white one. Okay. All right, Kimmy, you own one? You know you 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 know this man. No, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know if you own it. I don't know if you own this yes, one or not. I own the G12. Your G12? Black. G12 oh, the, oh, the black, black yes. is slick. The black is slick with the rockets. That That's slick. Okay, Shiver, do you own yes. one? I don't. Okay. I love the ships, but I didn't like that G12. Okay, okay. Oh. Yeah, and, and for myself, I own one. I think the thing that got me, other than the you guys know I'm an origin person, but that wasn't really it. I have had issue in relation to the tumbrils because they have the open cockpit, and that in bad weather means that you've got to be in a suit. Where with the origin, you don't have to worry about that. That, that was that would be right. That was the one plus for this one. I mean, I love the design and stuff, and I still have a tumble. Don't get me wrong. And it's nice to know that in that tumble, you can jump right out. In my, but if I'm in bad weather, I do worry about it. Yeah, Kimmy, go ahead. To your point, mm -hmm. I had to get rid of those tumbrils because mm. of the next patch. They're going to introduce target zeroing. Yeah, ain't no way in the world yeah. I'm yeah. gonna be sitting in a vehicle <laughs> with a canopy open and I'm being targeted zeroed on and fired from a long distance, of mm. a, a several hundred feet away. Mm. 
No, mm. tumbrils went bye bye. Mm. Interesting, yep. interesting perspective. A lot of folks haven't probably given that consideration, Kimmy. That's a that might make some folks go do some melting before I, the second, before I, December second. I have to give my friend Fullback and Kimmy a shout out on that one because Fullback was all in my ear with that. Nope, nope, not gonna be shot. It's not gonna happen. Okay, all right. So. Point, point. You're well, driving. I got a passenger, and I get shot. I'm mm, driving. I get shot, and we mm, go off the cliff. And they're wondering, "What the hell did you do, man?" They say, like, "I don't know." Mm, good point. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. Well, well, let's talk about that company, Tumbrel. Um, I did not expect to see the bike. I did not expect to see that. That was a bit of a surprise for me. Um, what really surprised me about the bike was the size of the bike. That thing is big. Now, I know that the hologram looks big, but if you look at it, look at the size of the seat on it and look at the rest of the bike. I kind of thought this was going to be kind of motorcyclish. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Does that seem like it's a little oversized to you or does that seem proportionate to a regular motorcycle to you guys? Anybody? Two wheel vehicle. <laughs> it's a two wheel vehicle. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand the dynamics of it because the wheels mirror that that are on the tumbrel four wheelers. I'm just saying it looks big to me. And am I wrong in saying that? I mean, does it or is it just it's just a big version of it up there? What does it look like to you guys? It almost it looks chopperish. Yeah, it just looks chopperish almost to me to a certain heft. degree. Yeah, it's got some heft to it. Yeah, because if you look at the you know the the detail page um and um the people writing it mm -hmm. um then you you wouldn't get that type of distorted view this is just a perception okay right here. i hope you're right so chat is you saying looking at the yeah chat's saying big off-roader big touring thing big harley uh, i hear what you're saying that's that's and that's my comparison colossal when i look at what's on the site it looks more reasonable in size but if this thing is going to take mm -hmm. on terrain and stuff, I'm, way, I'm looking at the wheels, look at the, the struts and how that thing is designed in its framework. It looks big, but you might be right. It might be just a matter of they blew it up a little bit in the hologram so we can see it in greater detail, too. You might be absolutely right about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at the other pictures on the detail page, and mm -hmm. it, it looks perfectly normal. About a regular size to a human. Size. Okay. All right. Fair Some enough. Details. All right. Well, that was all that they had for us from Tumbro. Oh, uh, hang on. Yeah, oh, I'm it sorry, go might ahead. It be too much of a British reference, mm -hmm. and I can't remember the name of the bike, but it really reminded me of Judge Dredd's bike. Mm. Ah, good point, mm. yes. Yeah. Love letter yeah. to Judge Dredd, yeah. yes. Yeah, it does, now that you mentioned that, yeah. Oh, boy. It used to be local to me. What is the, what is the, the Batman cycle? You remember that? Oh, one too? the Bat cycle. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the tumbler, not was it the called tum the tumbler? Was, well, no, the car was called the tumbler. That's probably what you're thinking about. Was the car was the tumbler, but no, the design like that is kind of like it's got that forward that the the this, the um I forget what you call those that are tied to the wheels. It does remind you of like the Batman cycle the way that is. Okay. All right, so that was it from Tumbrel. We're almost done, gang. Um, today, the la or yesterday was our, our final day, and that was going into Robert Space Industries, which is the, the day that everybody was kind of looking forward to, uh, was going into RSI. And uh, as you guys know, <clears throat> RSI opened up with uh, a ship that uh, a lot of people have been waiting on. Actually, a couple ships that people have been waiting on, but this one uh, is the Pioneer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, seven hundred and fifty dollars cash, eight fifty now. I think credit. Uh, this is a Corvette. Is that correct, guys? 
Is it considered a Corvette? The Perseus? Uh, I thought it was a frigate. Is, is that the Perseus the, we're looking at right now? Perseus, or is that the... No, 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 no. I'm talking about the... What, what are we looking at right now? This is the Polaris, I believe. The Polaris. That's the Polaris. Yeah, the Polaris. Right? Yeah, the, the Polaris. Right, the Polaris is a... Uh, That's a Corvette. It's a Corvette, right? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right, All right so 750, 850, I think, credit on this one. This came out back in 2016, if I'm remembering correctly. Yes. 2016. A lot this of thing people, is fast for yeah, its size. A lot of people have been wanting this ship. Um, it has a hangar. Um, it has the, one of the biggest noticeable points on it is the uh, torpedoes. If I'm not mistaken, is it 24? It's a lot. Anybody remember what the count uh, is on it? There's a lot of torpedoes in this, and I think they're size 12s, if I'm not mistaken. And chat, please correct me if I'm wrong about that. Um, but they're expensive torpedoes, too. And when you launch them, make sure you have your bank account ready because it will not be cheap to fire oh, wow. torpedoes from this ship um let me start with you kimmy in relation to moving into a corvette class i think that the uh the hammerhead uh is that next level ship that we kind of get to before we start getting into a size of a polaris um do you think <clears throat> when it comes to um well I guess, I guess my question in relation to the polaris is we're starting to get into ships now where you've got to have man crews, right? You can get into a hammerhead with six, seven, eight people, get away with murder. But now we're getting into the Polaris. We're getting into bigger ships. Uh, do you think that this is going to, I mean, do you think because you need more people on them, it's going to be a while before we see a ship like this come in the game with caps of 50 people on a server? Do we have to wait until we get into at least 100 or 200 people before it makes sense to start bringing in these ships that you need multiple people just to pull them out of the dock? Well, I'll, I'll say to this, that the groundwork has already started. Uh, we've seen the groundwork done with the Idris and what they're doing with that ship. Mm -hmm. uh, with that said, uh, the foundational tech is, is going to come to the forefront of being making this possible for these types of ships mm -hmm. uh now when you, when we're talking on the the the, the veiled side of the uh, pro, uh of the pro, uh cloud imperium game squadron 42 this may be further along much further than what we are, we're 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 mm -hmm. thinking of right now mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's the matter of in that instance it's they have the design in they they have all the assets in but then as we get the foundational tech for the persistent universe, integrating that and bringing that ship over, uh, I, think they, they're, uh, I think they're ahead of the game in that instance. They, they know what it takes to run these capital ships. At one point, it used to be this, um, what was it? The, the Starfarer would knock this whole system down, mm -hmm. that one ship. Now we're talking about, we, we're seeing uh, the hammerheads. We're seeing all these... You see some of the streamers with the 890 jumps and all these large numbers of capital ships. And that's without the foundational tech, right? So again, the Polaris is one of those ships that uh, once it's fully realized, it's going to be one of those ships that you come across, you better get the heck out of its way. <laughs> leave it alone. Okay. Because the, the way it's built and designed, it's, it's going to defy uh, what... Uh, a atypical capital ship will will do in combat. This is one of those ships. It's just it gets in, it hits you hard, it gets out, mm -hmm. and it has a complementary ship uh, along with it. So you don't want to when you get when you get into this gameplay, you don't want to mess around with this person uh, who's really skilled with this ship. 
Guys, forgive me. I gave the wrong price on it. This is at six seventy five. My apologies. Yes, six seventy five. Uh, if Ten you're dropping, insurance. if you're dropping cash on it, six seventy five. Um, she was limited and, though. Yeah, and and it was limited. And chat, thank you for the corrections on it. Size tens. Thank you very much uh, for the corrections on that and the size and the specs on. I'm getting my ships all mixed up now. So and please standalone is sold out. Yes, yes. So seven fifty standalone. Yeah, standalone. There you go. The community knows. <laughs> uh, crazy. Let's see. Uh, there was something that Kimmy said that I wanted to bounce off of. Oh, I was talking about the player cap earlier. Colossal. Um, oh, Kimmy, oh, I know it was. Kimmy mentioned about the Idrises, right? And we know that they're going to be bringing the Idris into the game, but it's going to be working as a law enforcement aspect, which means it's NPC, which means it's not people. So they can integrate that into the game right now without a problem. But again, with a Polaris, I don't know. I don't remember what the crew compliment is. I know, guys, please forgive me. I'm just all place to know. What is the crew compliment? The crew complement on a Polaris, you're looking at six person mini crew, 14 overall. Okay. So if we're talking, let's divide that into 12 people, 10 to 12 people. That means if you have five of these on a server, the server's full. <laughs> For now. For now. That's what I mean. So, so and to your point, Kimmy, the ship may be done, right? It, it may be like literally done, but again, introducing it into the world. And I'm, I'm only saying this because there are always people saying, where's my Polaris? Where's the Polaris? Where's the Polaris? Yes. And I'm saying the practicality of bringing it into the, into the universe just isn't there. Um, and my question to you, Colossal, is this. How do you deal with that when you're owner of a ship that you've been waiting on to come out and you see all these other ships constantly coming out and you've paid 675 right? But they're putting out all these other ships. I mean, is this a part of the whole development thing that you just kind of got to grin and bear it and go along with the flow? until server caps reach a bigger number yeah <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. Not much you can do other than gripe if you got a platform for it. Maybe so, or other platforms, you know, that you sit there and 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 complain about certain VTOL ships that can't VTOL, you know. But um, other than that, I mean, you're just gonna have to sit there and 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 hold your fingers tight and keep your butt cheeks together and and basically say it will come when it comes. Okay. So yeah. And, and, and I'm mentioning that because I, I do want us to talk about that because that's a reality. There are some ships that because of what their ships require, uh, it's just not practical to put them in the universe. I mean, we already complain about ships in the universe now that don't have mechanics. And so, you know, you, you have to say to yourself, when you start putting in capital ships, people, I mean, I know people will say that you can say that about the 890, right? But you don't need seven or eight people to run an 890, you know? But I think when you start getting in some of these other ships and when people want to do battles, uh, all you got to do is have three or four of these ships on and you've occupied three quarter of the server space uh, and then people can't get into servers and that introduces a whole nother level of stuff. So I know why, why? Okay, let's, uh, let's move on here. Um, we're going to get ready to do our last raffle, uh, but I do want to get into the next ship, which is this one. <clears throat> uh, long time coming. Does this mean, I, I know I made a prediction several weeks ago. There was, a, there was a rumor out that the Taurus popped up on the terminals when Eva Cotty was testing, and we were like, yeah, maybe that means it's going to come out finally. Um, Tequila. But lo and behold, that no, that's what's in the... Dude, that is what is in the um, hologram. I know. Yeah. I see the curved windows in the front, Kimmy. That's what's out there for the Taurus. 
so that, that well there you go you got to remember those fronts are modular supposedly so maybe that's why they did it i don't know but here's my question is this coming around the corner it has a slight different design and colossal you just said recently that one of the reasons why we think that the constellations may get a rework is and why the Taurus has been delayed is because they're going to do a rework on them so is this the first sign that maybe the connies are getting their rework and we're seeing it in the Taurus because there are changes in the design of that ship. Let me go to Colossal since you were the one who tossed that out there the other day to us. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I mean, there are some changes. I mean, I'm looking at the concept now. I mean, the original concept had the bridge not circular, not mm. round. Um, and we see it round. We do see some similarities of the um, uh, concept. Look at the engines, for example. Those little, small, little, you know, oval shape looks like sensors or whatever it is on the engines. Mm -hmm. Those are still the same from the original concept. Mm -hmm. So there has been some additions, but you know, based off of what they put out with the MSR mm -hmm. um, and its uh, um, uh, capability of having cargo that you can hide, mm -hmm. um, and now you finally have that with the MSR them talking about uh, changing, I mean, we, I haven't heard it. I mean, we've heard things about uh, the developers talking about maybe doing a rework on the, um, the Constellation series. So I think that kinds of, it kind of pushed that back a little bit, mm -hmm. but you also got to look at the cargo space that's on the ship as well. So with them sneaking, I think the ships that they snuck out on the floor of the 3D model with it being physically rendered, mm -hmm. I think those are the ships that we can look forward to seeing them a lot sooner than later. Okay. Shiver, what do you think? That's a different looking Taurus. Think that's anything real? They do like to tease us. But <laughs> I mean, one of the things when it comes to anything Constellation Taurus related, is there's a lot of bulls to deal with. <laughs> okay. He's not issuing this. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Okay. Okay. But I mean, if 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 they grab it by the horns and go full on with it, it's they've done four or five reworks of the Connie so far. Yeah, I think they're on the fourth one now. Yeah. By the fourth, yeah. Mark four. It, yeah, we're on Mark it's four. There's a ring of Christie's. truth there. It certainly used to be Chris's uh, favoured ship, we'll say. I'd, I'm, I'm, I'm with... Yeah, I can't remember who said it in the chat now. It wasn't even that long ago, but why isn't it in the game yet? Yeah. Well, that was one of the things, What's you know... the reason for it not being in the game? With, with it being know? supposedly the more bare bone of the Constellation ships, the only thing that we could think of was possibly whatever the smuggling mechanic is, but that still doesn't seem like that was enough not for it to, for it to not be in the game. Uh, a lot of people bought this because this was going to be their hauler. This was the ship that they wanted to do hauling and trading with. Um, and, and, and a lot of people have melted. A lot of people, when they saw it go off the roadmap earlier this year, they were very discouraged by the fact that it kept, kept getting pushed back. Um, so, yeah, Kimmy, I'm going to hit, hit you real quick, and then we're going to hit, our, our, hit the last ship. Uh, you, first thing you noticed was the, was the change, right? The, 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 you thought it was an Aquila because it, it does have that forward front change. Yes. Um, do you think that this modularity idea with the Connies is going to actually happen because the Connies are divided into these four sections and they said you'd be able to swap out different things. Do you think that that's going to be something that CIG will hold their promise to or do you think they'll just do the rework 
and just leave it like that. Because if you remember, the Avengers originally were supposed to be modular. And instead, they just went with the yes. variants and left it there. Do you think that they'll do that with the Connies, that they will stick with that modularity? Or do you think they'll just make some really definitive cool ships and say, hey, we're not going to do that whole swapping out thing? Well, for the fact that Robert Space Industries were one of the very first in the inception of the entire gaming verse mm -hmm. when everything started and the fact that the rumor of buzz kind of went out there about well rsi needs some love and then the thing about the struts and i don't think it sat well with them but then you have the connies were kind of pushed out there and they they were kind of it was like a not a lot of distinctions but it was kind of muddy or gray between them and so with that said i think this is a an attempt by uh, RSI to, to establish uh, very hardline distinctions between those variants of, those, of that Andromeda series to say, I want this particular ship, I want that particular ship. And it stands out amongst each other uh, as a variant. But also, I think also when we're talking about, you guys brought up the fact about hauling cargo and dedicated to haul, hauling cargo. And this is, this is the main purpose of that ship. Uh, there could be some things holding it back in regards to carrying cargo units as a whole across the whole structure of Star Citizen. And maybe this is their opportunity to say that if, you, if you're about to, or you're thinking about or have the Ataris because you waited so long, we're going to damn well make it worth your wait because now mm. we're going to do some special things with these cargo units, especially with the, the, the way that these uh, the metrics of them are ramping up now mm -hmm. where we'll see just maybe four big cargo units inside of it. But yet it's holding maybe five to ten thousand individual units. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then it really lends to the fact that now it's a dedicated cargo hauler that can uh, move this cargo around, but also protect itself because it's not swimming with the pool of fish like the whole Mist series. So okay. it's going to be All interesting. Right. Good point. Good point. All right. The last thing that uh, everybody was pretty excited about oh, on. Oh, yeah, sure. I've got one more. Sure. Go nice. ahead. Uh, do you think the side of the door of the Connie will be a metal door? <laughs> <laughs> Only if they make it red. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Keep up with this guy. He pushes you, man. Nice. Yeah, yeah, he's put he's yeah, pushing me all right. He's, he's, he's pushing me his, all right. Uh, his, his Star Trek game. Apologies to you, brother. Oh, it was God. a lot of stuff that was oh, going on God. with me. Love you, man. Okay, here we go. All right. Let's go to our final ship. Yeah, love it. Um, and this is one that was very much anticipated. We had rumors about. We saw uh various uh images before it came out and they were pretty close. And that's the RSI Perseus. Um, this ship that came out became as a, uh, I guess it is considered more of a gunboat. Uh, size 7 weapons on it. Uh, four sets of size weapon turrets, in fact. Um, and uh, also some additional turrets. It also has torpedoes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, 20 or, if I'm not mistaken, 20 or 10? I can't remember. Is it 10 or 20? 10 on each side. I think it's 20. 20. I think it's 20. Uh, so it's 10 on, 10 on each side. 20. <clears throat> yeah, compliment. Uh, this ship was 100 meters, just about 100 meters in length. Uh, it actually ended up being a little bit smaller than many people thought. Um, it um, is uh, kind of comparable to, well, you know, if you want to know 100 meters, we're talking about the length of a Starfare. Is that correct? I think if I'm mistaken, roughly. 
So um, it's considered a gunboat, uh, even though it does have torpedoes in it. And uh, I think the cost on this was 600 US. Um, and it is in concept. And a lot of people bought it. And uh, there are some people who feel it was slightly overpriced, mostly because, uh, somewhat because of the size, but also there was some, they felt that there should have been maybe a few more amenities to the ship. I heard people mention everything from kitchen areas to med bays. Um, you know, I don't know if anybody on our panel today purchased one. Shiver, I'll start with you. Did you buy one? If you didn't buy one, were you interested in one? And if you weren't interested, why not? And Cool Turtle. Yeah, I'm definitely oh, interested. Thank you. I really want one. And I, the more I see it, the more I think I, I really want that. And I've got this caterpillar that's just screaming at me, upgrade me to a Perseus. And those screams are getting louder and louder and harder to ignore. Mm. And I, I like it. it it's, it's got a massive gun on it. What, I want it. It's as simple as that. And I, I, okay. I think I might have to now buy one after the show. <laughs> I was going to ask wow. you, were you going to work for it or buy it? So thank you. Okay. Thank you, Nubifier650. Thank you. Thank you, Nubifier. Oh. Kimmy, did you purchase one? Didn't purchase one? Did not, Griff. Did uh, not. Okay. Yes. But uh, yeah, this is going to punch holes, big holes in big sides of ships. And. Uh, yeah, it's 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 gonna bear on you, and it's gonna bear on you hard. Uh, it's basically they took for me, they literally took the the the, the canopy and slapped it on a, a naval frigate ship. Mm. <laughs> and 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 that's not to say it's a bad thing, but literally it's a frigate. They don't name it, but it's a frigate. Mm -hmm. It has the armament to really pack a punch to something. Mm. Um, it's 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 a big gun. Okay, good it's point. A big gun. Good point. Colossal, interesting design on that ship, and a lot of us have been wondering. Even people in the community have been talking about that nose on that ship. Is that probably because of the image that we saw in the concept drawing, bursting through, splitting in half a hammerhead? Do you think that that's an actual armored front, and that that ship could literally do that if it gets close enough, or is that just it just looks uh, good because it's pointy. <laughs> I mean, she probably could, but at the same time, if you look at the weak points of a hammerhead, that is it. Those sides where you got those two corridors and you got mm -hmm. a split in the middle. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that would be a weak <clears throat> point of a hammerhead if you want to go ahead and split that ship. Mm. Um, plus, she probably already tore through it anyways before she went ahead and, 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 and completed the, the chaos, the mm -hmm. carnage. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, that's just assuming. But yeah, I mean, this ship is well designed. Uh, I do got to note that I don't think she's as fast as everybody thinks she no, is. No, she's 96 meters a um, second. She is slower. Fast. She's slower than a Polaris. Yeah, Polaris has, yeah, Polaris has mm -hmm. her. She's about the size, if not around the size slower of a than, hammerhead. Slower than a hammerhead, okay. too. Yep. <laughs> so, so, you know, take that into consideration. But she's a powwow of a ship. Um Oh my God. She hits you. She hits you hard. She she hits Run. you with the intent to kill, not with the intent Run. to knock you out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Run. Yes. Um. But so <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see how people come across this ship. Um. Uh. You know. Uh, but you know, I love the fact that she has docking collars that are hidden. Mm -hmm. Um. Instead of being opened. Um. You, you can see the little nice little doors that open and close over the docking collars. Mm hmm. And this one, unlike gray ships, does have several escape pods. 
yes. that you can go ahead and jump out of just in case if you need to uh, make that trip out in deep space because you may have a critical area in your ship. Yeah. So great ship, um, you know, capacity wise, you're not looking at cargo with this ship. She only has what, 50? Kind of shocked me a little bit because mm -hmm. if she's, she's got 50 and, uh, and the Corsair has 72, how can the Corsair hold a rover and this ship hold a rover too? Kind of shocked me a little bit mm, on gosh. that one. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, you know, but the guns on this ship and uh, you got to have a minimum of six and six. So six minimum, six max to go ahead and operate this ship. So you can take some of your best friends and, and just cause some, uh, some chaos around the, the galaxy. Great ship. Love the idea. Good concept. I would like to see what other companies can be able to throw out an equivalent to this. Nubafire, thank Maybe you. He consolidated Outlands would like to do something. <laughs> Nubafire throws out two points. He says the design docs don't mention anything about ramming. Absolutely correct. Again, I was just basing it on the concept drawing of them showing it bursting through a hammerhead. And I think, Colossal, you're right. Even if that were to happen, I don't think, I think it would be the ship is damaged and it might possibly do it. I was just looking at that design. It looks like a very, the fact that it's by itself out there and it's, it looks like it's hardened. I said, boy, wouldn't it be cool if this ship actually, you don't want it to get close to you because it literally could do something like that and not take much damage. Um, let's see. The other thing I was going to say about this ship. Um, oh, you guys know this. Every ship that CIG makes, there's no Frankenstein ship that does everything well. Uh, the fact that this ship, I was watching STL Youngblood's ship video on this today. He calculated roughly that this thing does over 10,000 DPS. This ship does with all Damage the weapons turn. and guns on it. That's pretty serious when ships like the Hammerhead and other ones do about 6,000, 7,000, even the Polaris. So, you know, think about that, yeah. that, yeah, we want to slow this sucker down some because we don't want this thing to be not only 10,000 DPS, but also very, very fast as well. So that becomes the trade-off maybe to have that level of DPS, but at the same time realize that uh, we're going to give it some type of Achilles heel for lack of a better term. Um, so, okay. Uh, any closing thoughts on the Perseus? I know everybody says they purchased one. Uh, what I do want to do is hit a question that Admiral Kusanagi threw into, and then we're going to do our raffle. In fact, if you guys, uh, while give me one second here, I want to get the raffle going for this last nomad, uh, that we do want to show you guys. But Admiral Kusanagi asked the question, he said, What is Star Citizen missing if you're including the Idris, which is frigate, and the Javelin, which is destroyer? Of course, different manufacturers can create similar ships role uh darkness muta thank you for the follow out of all these ships we saw this week guys and let me shiver i'll start with you give you a couple seconds to think of all the ships we saw the manufacturers is there any type of ship or career that you think could be added now with cig so that you know we see something new forget stuff that we didn't see like the bmm and stuff i'm talking about literally something new that hasn't been mentioned or thought of by cig Cruises, heavy cruises. Hmm. And what would that fall between? Between like a what and a what? If you had to name off ships, between which ships would that fall into? I mean, size-wise, they're going to be um, bigger than the destroyer, but smaller than uh, smaller than the retribution, almost certainly. Mm -hmm. But they've got to be. The, the retribution is a one-trick pony. It is a massive right. gun. Uh, in that sort of size range, all you've got at the moment are carriers. I, I, I want a big ship that's got a lot of big guns. 
Kimmy, any shipper career that you think is missing or should be coming with CIG with uh, the game? Oh gosh, uh, you want to hit Colossal? I'm I'm kind of still sure. thinking it up. Sure, no problem. Colossal. I mean, I mean, it, I, what's an equivalent to a dreadnought? Mm. I mean, I don't know, but I mean, I would love to see those types of ships in game. I mean, I would think you would have to do a little bit more with the industrial side, other than the haulers mining aspects um you know and things like that maybe some uh some stations that they could own out out in, in space or things like that i mean other than the ships and we, we haven't heard about the endeavor yet and i think you said um you know throw away those ships what what other facets of the games that are out there that could be out there but maybe we could talk about a little bit more dealing with the scale of um entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. um, I know we got phase one of the reputation coming in and 3.12. So that's mm -hmm. going to be interesting to see how that works um, in terms of transport dealing with um, people as commodities. So it, we'll see how that works out. Okay. All right, Kimmy, any thoughts, any particular career or ship that you would like to see? Uh, maybe a ship that can come in and... Um help out with uh, maybe oh gosh this is a tough one it's tough. um i would say uh a ship would kind of like a, a more of a defender type ship maybe there's a distress by maybe a, a ship or a capital ship it, it's uh it's in distress mm -hmm. and maybe there's a ship that can kind of hold the line uh until that ship is kind of repaired or can can escape mm -hmm. uh, to some extent that this this uh this ship uh emits some sort of uh, uh dampening of, of of energy weapons or uh the shields can actually become a, a barrier or a battering mm -hmm. ram mm -hmm. uh, for an extended time to allow the ships to get in and get out mm. uh but yeah with that it's a time limit on that type of ship where mm -hmm. that shield emission tech can can create a barrier and so you have to keep pounding the ship but it doesn't have a lot of weaponry to right. fight but it's more of the defensive where it can get in and say okay i'm holding the line get the hell out of here now you gotta go mm. and you have a time frame of how much you can get uh, how much you can get bombarded with mm -hmm. and then by that time you can get that idris out of there and then you get out as well okay cool I can't wait to see. I know y'all gonna laugh when I say this. I can't wait to see something that, that's set up for agriculture, but that's me personally. Gaming Nightlife, thank you for the follow. Un Unimatrix, hey, thank you for the follow. All right, guys, exclamation point nomad, exclamation point nomad uh, for our final giveaway for the night. And uh, we are going to watch a video. Please forgive me because I didn't have, I thought I had this queued up. Usually I have this stuff together, but today was crazy day for me. So. We are going to watch a video, and I will get some comments from everybody when this is all done. Um, but this was a video that came out this week. It was a, uh, some of you guys saw it. Um, and so we want to really show this video off because we thought it was done very, very well. Uh, it was done by, well, I'll, I'll put the credits in and everything in a second here. But uh, it was for Drake Interplanetary, but the thing that was sorry it was for drake interplanetary but the thing that was really cool about this video is that they showed almost every ship that star citizen has which was really awesome 
So uh, we're going to show this video to you guys right now by Star Jump, and uh, hope you enjoy it. And we'll talk about it when the video is done. So here we go.
Okay. Well, yeah. Um, if those of you who don't know, this was done by Star Jump, and it was a fan-made film. First time when I saw this, I said, hey, CIG better grab this guy, because I think he did it great, uh, the work that he did, and the fact that he incorporated so many ships, particularly those ships that we have not seen any animations for, any commercials for, which I thought was pretty cool. So, Shiver, what's your thoughts when you saw this commercial? What did you think? I loved the music, first and foremost. I really <laughs> loved the music. Yeah. But it, it's great, isn't it, what people can do with what we have right now. I mean, technically, even with the Vulture in there, what we don't have right now. Mm -hmm. But it was wonderful, wasn't it? It showed off um, what could potentially happen in the right hands with the wrong ships. <laughs> Fair enough. Kimmy, how about you? What did you think when you first saw this commercial? It just blurred the line of what this community, how again, I can't say enough about this community. Uh, you guys are incredible. Uh, with that said, uh, it blurs the line between SIG and the community itself. It's, it's a melting pot of talent, uh, love, passion. And when I saw this, it, it, you know, I had to look at it twice and to say, oh, oh SIG did something. Wait, oh, no, this isn't SIG? This isn't, this isn't uh, the developers doing this. But it also, it, 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 it hails to what SIG is doing as far as sound tech. Yeah, it's challenging. And we, it, we, we misunderstand some things where it's so complex with uh, getting this stuff done. And we don't see the complexity of it. And they, they at times don't want to share all that complexity because of the negativity behind it. But it lets you know that uh, SIG... Or, they're doing sound things with the development and the concept of these things. When you can actually take these 3D models and animate, it, animate them in this such way, it speaks volumes as to what path that uh, SIG is taking and, and getting this stuff out and getting it done right and giving us great potential gameplay that we're seeing here. This is why we back. This is the, this is the realized potential of what they're bringing to the forefront. And with, the, and with this incredible and talented and passionate community, man, I'm so proud to be a part of this. When I see this like this, when I see things of this nature. Awesome, awesome. Well, also, this is the second video that got to shake your head this week. First, it was the C2, then this one. What did you think about this fan-made video? I mean, it was arguably one of, one of the, if not the best fan-made video I've seen in a long time. Um, and, I mean, it rivals to me one of CIG's best uh, passionate videos, which is the one on the Pioneer. I thought the music with the with the with the Pioneer coming out, I thought that was just amazing. It almost brought me to tears. And, and, and this we're here, especially tight when, of course, the, um, the the carrot comes in and the character's turning, and you see the lightning in the background, and you see all these other ships on the top of it. You see the course they're coming in. I mean, just well done. I'm going to argue uh, on the flip side, Griff. I hope CIG doesn't pick this guy up mm -hmm. because at least he's given us imaginations that that we're that we're able to see that CIG will not show us <laughs> could be a game. Yeah. <laughs> so you that's know maybe somebody else has him. Maybe he's getting paid six figures. Yeah, he does. He's getting paid that. Yeah, that's a, but that's uh, a good but, point. But but no CIG, you don't need to pick this guy up because I hope he keep on giving us content <laughs> and keep us giving making us imagine what could be a game <laughs> that gives you the idea of maybe you should implement this. I mean, I, it, it was phenomenal. So great job. Great job by him. I can okay. see that. 
Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. I agree. And I think that is what got me excited when I watched this was just the fact that, first of all, he took the initiative to do it. I think I heard that he started working on this like three months. It took him three months to do this video, supposedly, if I'm wow. not mistaken. Uh, and and it's a lot of dedication to do this, uh, just taking the information from the website and being able to implement it into animation. Uh, yeah, sure, there were some liberties taken, but I think that a lot of what was done here was in line with what we've seen. It got me pumped up again about the Nautilus. When I saw those two or three Nautiluses out there dropping mines, I was like, oh man, that look, that is cold, you know? So yeah, uh, his docking aspects about docking were interesting that he showed. Uh, there was just a lot of good stuff in here that inspired people. Did you guys see the Banu Merchantman was in there flying in the background as well? Um, the Banu was in there. I, there were several ships that we don't even have in game that popped up in here, which was great. So I was really excited about this as well. Um, so yeah, that's it. All right, let's go ahead and get on this, folks, so we can wrap up our night. We're going to wrap up this very last giveaway uh, for a Nomad. Uh, those of you who want to do exclamation Nomad, we're going to go ahead and spin the wheel and let you guys uh, and gals who are out there, uh, we're going to let you all see who the winner is. So we're going to do a countdown on this one. Three, two, and one. Boom. BK Latino, BK Latino, you oh, are congrats. the winner. BK, nice, are you there? If you are there, give us a shout and let us know that you're there. There, look at that face. That oh, BK, <laughs> it is you. It is you. So, BK Latino, congratulations. Send us a message in Twitch chat uh, with awesome. your RSI yeah. handle and email, or you can send it to soulcitizens at gmail.com. And we will get that out to you ASAP, ASAP. Okay, it has been a long night. We are hitting on the, oh boy, we're almost on the three hour mark, but we got a lot of information. We had a week's worth of stuff. Don't forget IAE 2950 is still going on to December 2nd. So for those of you who are still contemplating whether to spend, whether to melt, whether to buy back, you have 48 hours, a little over 48 hours to get it together and decide what you want to do. Uh, if you want to just kind of, if you want to chill, yeah, if you want to chill and just say, hey, it was a good time, walk around the Expo Center, feel free to do that as well. We didn't talk about Best in Show. Um, you guys know that we had Best in Show ships that was the Cutlass. Actually, I have them right here. If I can yeah, show them Cutlass, very quickly. Carrick, the Cutlass, the Carrick, the Eclipse, and the, uh, no, no, Eclipse, and the, the, Val and the Valkyrie. The and the Valkyrie. Oh, yep. So, yep. Yep, no, that was last year. Nope. This year it was those. They had a different paint scheme. It was like a white and gold, which was kind of nice. I wish they had put them up as skins. But, you know, for those of you people who are interested in it, you like the white color, hey, there's something different for you to check out. Uh, but those were our best in show ships, and those are on sale today. Um, so let me wrap it up. Um, Shiver, our special guest who is with us today. Shiver, tell people where they can find you. Uh, over on twitch.tv slash table of horrors, all one word. This week we've got uh, potentially, hopefully, a playthrough of Bloodlines when we talk about last episode of Vampire Masquerade. This week we've got an episode of Vampire Masquerade with a special guest. If you want to watch VOD, we just did Star Trek Adventures and Game Mas Vampire the Masquerade. We have fun. Awesome. Awesome. Kimmy, where can people find you? Uh, you're going you're to find me on Twitch. Kimmy65. I'm going to gameplay. I'm going to... Uh, talk about dual sticks if it's a thing or not for you uh i'll help you troubleshoot through it uh but mainly star citizen and gameplay uh conversation definitely uh you'll find me there 
Hey y'all, Kimmy didn't buy that uh, Perseus because Kimmy bought that 3090 card. Let me tell you, the brother's cooking. <laughs> that brother's cooking with gas over there, y'all. He said, listen, uh, I need the speed. Well, I got a need for speed. That's what he went for. He Instead of a need for a, a, a JPEG, he went for a need for speed. 4K, so congratulations. 4K gaming realized, yo. I got yeah. I got to admit, uh, this card, all the settings uh, at the max for a Star Citizen and... Uh, I was able to sustain high frame rates at 4K full on. It's beautiful. Uh, so this is a great time to be a gamer. This is uh, new technologies out there uh, on the on the cusp of it being a reality. AMD, Intel, all the players are in the mix now. They're competitive. Yep. So again, great time to be a gamer. Uh, Sig is working on foundational tech. So yeah, it, it's 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 great. It's yeah. fun, man. The prices are right. The problem is getting your hands on one because stuff is flying off the shelves, which is really really crazy. Really really crazy. VGA or, or Founders Edition, if you're gonna go in, Nvidia. Everything's those crazy. Two. All right, Kim. Uh, in Colossal, where can people find you? Oh, you can find me here at Soul Citizens. I'm a busy man, so I'm in the field of education. So you know what my role is with the kids. So, but <laughs> nice. other than that. <laughs> you can just find me here pretty much on Friday nights uh, at, at, uh, at FN, uh, FNL, or you can go ahead and find me here on Sundays at times with Soul Citizens. It's always a pleasure being a part of this. And um, and Shiver, thanks for being here. It's, it's great seeing you today. Uh, Kimmy, excellent as always. Griffin, of course, kudos. Can't say much, if not anything, about this this young man. He does a lot for Soul Citizens and the Star Citizen community. Yes. So. Proud Love you guys. Griff. All right. Well, thank you. We appreciate all of you guys. you guys. And and Shiver, once again, thank you for making the time. Shiver's on Asian time, y'all. So when he gets up and gets on this show, it is dark outside. And, <laughs> and he, uh, but he hangs with us. And especially today, this is the longest we've kept him. So we're going to let him go have his late breakfast, which I'm sure is about he's 12, what he's about to have. Hours ahead of yeah, us. Yeah. So we really appreciate you being here. You guys, thank you for having me. Yo, thank you Always so much. Thank you. Listen, guys, we're going to do a quick raid on. Jack Banana. I don't know who Jack Banana is. I've never talked to Jack Banana, but I'll tell you why I'm rating him. In his uh, description for his show, he says this is his last show that he's going to be streaming until Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. So you all send him some love. Say, hey, where are you going? Give him a hard time, you know, and, and, and follow him and can encourage him to hang in here with Star Citizen until Cyberpunk, <coughs> if it comes out. <coughs> so if Cyberpunk comes out. So... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks again for you guys for hanging oh, with us tonight. Okay. For those of you who won tonight, congratulations. We got your information. And as always, we want to tell you guys, peace, love, and soul. We're out of here. Love you guys.